Yes, welcome to another episode of the AMX Australian Supercross Show, brought to you by Recoverate. This is Monday the 11th of November, it's Remembrance Day, we'll get into that in just a minute. Shout out to, I guess, the, the veterans and everyone that sacrificed what they did to get us to where we are today, got to give that one a quick mention, but we are getting ready to do the Wollongong wrap-up show, and uh, Joe Stevens here as always, Andy Dinicole. Sound a little secondhand in the studio, co-hosting. What's happening, AD? Oh, not much, mate. How are you? Well, look, I'm Ross because I commentated for a long time at uh, Wollongong. Yeah. What's your excuse? I'm just, yeah, just <laughs> too big of a weekend. Just the big weekend. Yeah, too many beers. Mate, talking about big weekends, our producer, Mr. Uh, Darnell Daniel Bell. Yeah. Yeah. I feel... I don't know even where to start with what happened with you on the weekend. Uh, let's put it down to bad luck, poor decision making, everything in between. Yeah. We'll get into it during the show. Darnell missed his flight getting up to Hong Kong. Four damn minutes. Tiger Airways, I was four minutes late for check-in. And then uh, I woke him up at 4am Sunday morning to go back to the airport and he'd just gone to bed. About four minutes of bedtime. Yeah, right? yeah. 34 if you want to be specific. <laughs> Thank you, Aiden Williams. Oh, man. But, hey, Wollongong, guys, um, big round. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, guests coming on. We've got Chris Blose of the Penrite Plus Fitness Honda team. Blose killed it. Got his first overall win of the year. Um, triple crown format. I honestly can barely remember the amount of crazy racing that went on. Um, there was six mains. There was Super Bowl. There was um, heat races. There was juniors, um, the speed and style. Like, there was so much going on. But we'll get into that. Um, we've got... Cody Dice coming on from SP Motorsports Suzuki, uh, semi-privateer rider in the SX1 class. I don't know where that ride came from. His heat race was on another level. In one of the mains, he was also pretty much in contention for the win. It was ridiculous. So Dice is coming on. Um, we've also got Duncan Howe coming on. Uh, Duncan's the man at Fly Racing at uh, McLeod's Accessories. And, all-round um, legend. All-round legend. Been a big part of um, us getting to do the Supercross live shows um, this season. So uh, we're going to get Duncan on just to have a chat about basically the business of what's going on with, um, you know, Fly and uh, the McLeod's brands being a part of the Supercross series, which is going to be cool. And uh, we might have a quick chat with uh, Scott Brewster, who owns the SP Motorsports team, just to give an update on how Josh Brewster's doing after his crash. Um, Josh is stable. Uh, he's in ICU, but he's he's coming good. So we might have a chat with Scotty. I had to chat with him on the way to the the studio to do the show tonight. So uh, we might get um, Scott on as well if we get time. But Chris Blows, Cody Dice, Duncan Hale, um, all coming up on the uh, AMX Australian Supercross Show. Brought to you by Recoverates. Um, make sure that if you go on amx.com.au, you can get yourself ten percent off just by using the code Inside Dirt and. Um, so I know I actually had a customer come in today to AMX and uh, he asked for 10% in person because he listens to the show. And he bought some fly racing, even better. Mate, it's all coming together. It's a win, win, win. Did you give him the discount? Of course I did. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 
That's cool. So make sure you go into the Bayswater store, Amex, and see Donnell, because he will give you a ripper deal. Yeah, I seen your face the other day, Andy. Damn right. Did you get them boots? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> you didn't commit? You're not there yet? I'm not there yet. You know, I rode uh, three times in the last two months, so I'm thinking I'll just uh, keep the old Make it last a little yeah. bit longer? Yeah, yeah, okay. You still made me look like I was standing still at PBI the other week. No, that's all right. I, yeah, there's plenty of speed. If Andy wanted to make a comeback, I mean, we talk a lot of smack, but... Uh, he could still do some good things on a bike. Maybe we'll get there. But uh, one day we'll think about it. Stop try it. it. Try it is the code on recoverrate.com.au to save yourself $10 off the first bottle that you purchase, or any bottle, actually, for that matter, um, I believe. So get on Recoverate. The Recoverate Speed and Style was on uh, at Wollongong Supercross. That was won by Cam Sinclair. That was pretty cool. Camo's a bad dude, and he, he always has been, hasn't he? He has, man. Um, I, it's funny because I used to ride freestyle. Yeah. Um, I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been away from it for so long that I was standing on the floor uh, waiting to do the Supercross commentary when they were doing Speed and Style. Mm. And you, you get numb to it, but when you see them in person hitting ramps and doing big flip tricks, like yeah, it's gnarly they, still. They're gnarly dudes. Like it's sure. been a long time since I've been around it. And, you would have uh, been full baggy pants era, eh? Like you are old. You're old freestyle. I may, fenders. I may or may not have had shorts at one point with a studded no, belt. No sleeves. Uh, I had, uh, yeah, cut down fenders. That's I'm surprised why. you don't have a neck tat or something, like a big militia logo. I almost committed to militia, but... Uh, God, that would have been hilarious. Yeah, not quite there. You didn't yeah. get the Hart and Huntington logo like Mitch Morrell? <laughs> oh, <laughs> called out. He's probably listening. He does yeah. listen. He also, yeah, redneck. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into it. We've got Chris Blows coming up in just a minute. So we're going to get straight into... Let's talk about the event real quick. So, Andy, obviously you have uh, got the results and everything, but you uh, you stayed home, and it sounds like you had a larger weekend than all of us combined. But um, <laughs> Darnell, he did it solid by us. He flew up on his own dime to help out with the pitch show, which we need to talk about because we we had – I mean, let, let's just talk about the event for a minute, Darnell, because, man, the, the event was cool. There was so much going on. There was a lot going on with the Moto Expo next door. Um, that was a really, really cool setup to see the two events running – Hand in hand, side by side. I don't know yeah, like is. so. If if you guys didn't go, give you some perspective. We, you know, if you've never been to Wollongong Wing Stadium, which I hadn't. First of all, it's on the beach. Dope uh, stadium. Yeah. View. I was up on the hill watching most of the racing, and if I turned around, there was the beach. Like yeah. it's rad. Super sick setting. Like literally, you've got stadium, beach path, not even a road, and the beach. Like it's insane. Probably the sickest stadium I've ever been a part of in a Supercross event. Like being on the floor commentating. Massive threat. Like, it was the first Supercross I've been to this year where I felt like we were in an American venue. Definitely. You know Definitely. what I mean? The, the way the track was set out. Like they used the seating. The full- yeah, we went up on the grass hill. Um, so that was really cool. But, like, we had the Motorcycle Expo down the road probably 500 meters away. Not even. Not even. Uh, and that was the Australian Motorcycle Expo. So, like, all the brands had their bikes on display, road bikes, street bikes, scooters, moto, everything. We had an AMX set up down there. There was an good. AMX set up. We you guys out. killed it all weekend. So, they shout did. out to the guys from Campbelltown and Auburn on that. Yeah, the new store at Campbelltown. Um, there was a big presence of AMX guys there, which was cool. And then, so it was like you had the AMX, uh, sorry, the, the Oz Moto Expo. And then the other side of the roundabout in the road, you had the stadium where the Supercross was. The, the pits for the stadium at the night time was under the, underneath the stadium. Uh, and then next door to the stadium, there was the entertainment center, which honestly was the same size as like where the Brisbane Supercross was. Mass- Probably bigger. Massive, like arena. And that's where we had the pit party and the autograph signing. And like all the fans came through and there was just like a big procession of tables and then they could hang out in the middle. And we did our, our pit podcast, which you can listen to. That's out now. 
Um, not as many guys listening to the live pit shows on the uh, numbers as there are um, these weekly shows, but you guys need to go check them out because we do a lot of interviews on the race weekends with different riders and there's a lot of content that um, you don't get on these shows. So even though it's not the weekly show that you're all used to, you should still check it out. Yeah, if you check out this week's episode, we had uh, Josh Hill, yeah. Awesome Bopping, Dylan Wills and Henry Miller from Raceline KDM. Yeah, Miller, the new signing for Raceline. Josh Hill was the first guest on. It was cool to talk to Hill. Um, he he killed it all weekend. We'll talk about that. And uh, but yeah, we had the pitch show going on and we had um, basically like speakers going out into the pit party. We had the riders... Uh, with doing interviews and um, we had, you know, the fly racing set up the Justin Brayton bike that you can win uh, from AMX if you register for their uh, loyalty program. VIP club. There you go, VIP club. Mm. You were at a VIP club this weekend, weren't you? <laughs> Quietly. <laughs> Different kind of VIP club. Type, yeah. yeah. And then he, yeah. Uh, I actually lost a lot. So. Yeah, there's no discounts there. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we had the Brayton bike behind us. We had some fly racing stuff on display. Um, AMX girls were doing their promo thing, giving fly racing giveaways. Like it was sick. So we had a really good time there. So I uh, checked that out guys. And yeah, that was the pit party. So, um, we'll put some pictures up from that soon and, and you guys can check that out. But, uh, so a lot going on was the longest short of it. And then there was a lot going on at the event also. Uh, it's probably no secret at this point that, uh, there was some logistical issues, shall we say, with the dirt that came into the stadium and, um, basically long story short. They had to source different dirt. It, it really delayed the track build. And um, I think we all got to give a shout out to um, to Troy Bayless Events for pulling this one off because behind the scenes, um, man, I tell you what, there was a lot of stress going on. Oh, I, could, I could only imagine. I mean, you, we all talked about it in the last round of how much goes into these events and to think that, you know, something logistically bad like that happened. With the dirt, I mean, I think they've done a marvellous job, you know. Yeah. you got to give a shout-out to Josh and everyone at ProTracks for what oh, they absolutely. did Oh, well. mate, they did a 24-hour build. Like, they yeah. started um, Saturday, I mean, Friday afternoon when I got there, and they were still going. Like, the track build finished at 2 p.m. They wouldn't have slept. No, they didn't sleep. No. Um, I think they had a curfew with their hours, but they, I think, maybe a few hours sleep, but they were they were on it. And then, uh, I tell you what, um, you know, from 2 p.m. it was on, and, you know, it changed the schedule up, which was, you know, a bit of a mission, but everyone made it work. Everyone kind of banded together, but, um, you know, the, yeah, there was some dust in practice and stuff on the start straight. It was a long start straight into a wall jump. Yeah. They went up on the grass bank. There was a bit of dust there, but, you know, um, they really pulled it off. Like the racing, come the night show, the, the track conditions were great. Absolutely. Like the, the, the whoops broke down. We're going to talk about that. There was some drama with the whoops breaking down and some riders taking the low line, some riders weren't. A few guys were complaining about it. Um, and, you know, a lot of people on, on Facebook were, were complaining about the dust, people putting videos up. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's something I'm going to talk about again. Like, I just did this podcast last week, which we're going to drop real soon was with the AME guys, with Adam Bailey and, and Sando. And, um, you know, we were talking about essentially what it looks like to, um, you know, the business of motocross promoting these events, how we've all got to band together as an industry and, yeah. and keep this stuff going strong. and. Man, so many people talking shit. I'm just going to say yeah, it. Like straight up. On Facebook and on Instagram. Between, Consistently. Between like there was some footage. There was some dust on the start straight. People are bitching. They, you know, um, I put a press release out um, about, about Henry Miller signing for Raceline. That gets run by a publication by Moto Online. People talking about, oh, another American. Oh, you know, yeah. this, oh, that. Like, if you got nothing positive to say, like, I'm really, and I know you are too. Like, yeah. it's, Here we go. 
You're dinner coals, dummy spit. Yeah. No, like straight up, it's, you know, we've got enough negativity in this world. Like straight up, we, we, mm. we do. And, and motocross is just a community that should be positive. Like we all do it because we love it. And just to like continually bring negative energy and negative, you know, comments to, to the industry. Like these guys don't go out there and say, I'm going to make the track de- really dusty. They're trying their best, you know? Everyone is. And it's, you know, at the end of the day, excuse me. If you um, if you uh, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it. Yeah, I doubt it's anyone listening to the show, but maybe someone listens to the show that knows a troll and they can put him in their place. Like it's our responsibility to keep things moving in a positive way. Yeah. It's like you know, positivity. Like it's not cool to be a dick. It's no. not cool to be negative, and it's not cool to hate on the American guys coming over. It's not cool to hate on the events. Like you know, everyone's saying no one can do anything right. Well, either do something to change it, be a part of it, or get out because yeah and if you're shitting on it and you're not actively trying to change for the better well then we don't want to hear it you know no. yeah, like you look at a lot of these trolls online as well having a go at you know say someone like Troy Bales events or Pro Tracks or even us anyone then nine times out of ten they're not even going to the event so no. if you want to shit on the event that's cool but buy a ticket and see it firsthand because everything you're getting fed is secondhand information but you know on the positive um I got a bunch of texts and and stuff whilst I was at the event doing doing the night show commentating. There was guys from Melbourne there. There was a lot of interstate people. Um, That's awesome. Not like not part of the industry, like people that have paid, like people that I knew from around the country that yeah. have paid to go to the event. So I thought that was pretty sick. That is sick because um, I wasn't expecting that at a. It's not regional, but Wollongong, like it's not Ozx. It's not no, the one not that, that everyone goes to. Um, but yeah, so that you know, that's just another little. I don't want to call it a rant, but like, dude, just be positive about things because if if everyone gets together, you know, there's some momentum going with the Supercross thing now. But there's sponsors, there's people in the industry that read that stuff, and they're the ones putting money into the sport to keep it moving. Yeah, you constantly get put down. You know, yeah, like it like takes if, more effort to be negative than it does. You want it to grow. To Support it. Don't yeah. shit on it. And it might be one of those threads where everyone goes in and gives their two cents, and they have no idea what they're talking about. And then a sponsor's reading it and goes, "Well, you know what? If there's this much negativity, we don't want to be a part of it." Not and yeah. So I know people probably won't even take heed of what I'm saying, but anyway. So that's a little rant, but, um, you know, hats off to TBE, hats off to everyone to make the event happen. You know, WEM doing the race management, like they had to change a lot of the schedule around. Mm. We still got in every race we were meant to. We had the recovery speed and style. There was a triple header. There was three main events of 10 laps in SX1 and eight laps in SX2. Um, yeah, six main event gate drop, super pole. Like we got through the night. It was sick. Was it two, two classes of juniors? Yeah, 85s and... Um, 65, Yamaha 65 Yamaha 65 Cup. Cup. Like, Sick. it was never ending. Oh, it, and Junior Lights. Sorry, another class. I tell you, those guys that came to watch the event, they they saw more than enough action, put it that way. So, um, well, that's that's the event covered. Anyway, before we get into the racing. Um, and right now, I think it's about time we... Uh, let's... Before we get out, Chris blows on real quick, we're going to just do the overalls um, for SX2. So... Um, Andy's printed off uh, the Bible of the weekend. So let's take a look at what that looks like. So here's the overall. No, this is the overall. So no, this yeah, the that's champ- the overall. That's championship. All right. So um, Chris Blaise takes the overall um, on the Penrite uh, Plus Fitness Honda. So he goes third in race one, one in race two, and four in race three. And that's a combined score of eight. So he gets the overall. What a roller coaster. Dude, well, this is the thing. The res- Seriously. Yeah, wait, but wait, there's more. <laughs> there, there's more. Oh, no. like, so Osby goes 6 3 2. So for second overall, Oldenburg goes five two seven for third overall. 
Tanny goes four five nine. Uh, Willsey goes twelve six five for fifth overall. Shout out, it's a good ride for Willsey fifth overall. Jay Wilson went one four nineteen for six overall. Mm. Poor Jay. Connor Tierney goes eleven thirteen one. What a ride, man! <laughs> what a ride from Tierney, mate. That that rabbit out of hat. Jay won the first final. Was sick. Looks so good. Connor Tierney's last final, like, I mean, he hole shotted and. Um, it was like, oh, okay, he's three laps in. You know, those are Osby's catching him. Those guys are catching him. Another lap goes by. Oh, they're going to catch him. Another lap goes by. And then before you know it, it's one lap to go. And you're like, he could win this thing. And then he did. He did. <laughs> but like that race. So Blows knows he's in a good position for the overall. I think he's kind of checking up a little bit. Duffy block passes Blows before the finish with no one lap to go. Way. Not like a block pass, like fully stops him. Not scared. Not scared. The door. And then, so Osby gets past Blows as well. And then in, in the next lap, at the same turn, Osby and Duffy go into the final turn and Osby cuts down the over-under on Duffy and scrubs past him on the, the finish line on the transponder loop and gets, like, it was neck to neck. No. If anyone got a photo of that, it's Pretty next rad. level. Yeah. Would have been a good race line KDM commercial because those dude, boys were. I'm, I'm vibing with Duffy at the moment, man. He oh, is. Dude. Duffy is, and I freaking love it. Next level, yeah. But yeah, so Tierney gets the win. Shout out to him. Yeah, for sure. Um, Bradley Taft. Brad Taft was second in the first final, but it's the first time since Brisbane we've seen Taft get a start. So when he did that, I was like, AD's going to have to eat his words a little bit. Yeah, and then what did he get? Uh, then he went eight sixteen. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm not sure what happened, dude. We all know he's got the speed. That's the problem. I'm not like. If he didn't, I know you're not shitting on him. No, yeah. I know, I know. It's just wondering why, right? So Duffy gets ninth overall, 13, 11, 3. Uh, Webster, I mean, he was back. It was cool to see Webster back. He goes 7, 14, 6. Then we've got Ravo in 11. Tommy Ravenhorst, 10, 7, 12. Ravo went up front. I think it might have been the um, second motor. He was in the top five, I think, at the start. It was good to see. Yeah. Uh, Latimer, Reese Bard, Duran Banger, Duran Stableton. He's in there. Oh, yeah, he was 14th overall, 16, 12, 8. Ace in the bad. last final. I, I think that, like, he's got potential to be up in that top five, you know, but, like, he has been in the past, you know, and I think that he expects himself to be up there too. Yeah, I think he's a little bummed out on, um, do you want to give Blows a call now? Yeah. I think he's a little bummed out, but. Uh, I think it's good for him, though. Like, he's getting he's getting races and. Well, dude, he's been off the bike for a, a, a while. You yeah, know what I mean? I agree. But, um, oh, more well. than a while. Like, he's had a lot of injuries too. Yeah. But um, anyway, so that was Duran Stapleton and Jackson Hadlow 15th. And uh, that was pretty much the um, overall as far as SX2 with the just the, the Triple Crown format and the crazy race results that came out of it. But um, right now, guys, we have got uh, Penrite Plus Fitness uh, and the overall winner, rider uh, Chris Blows on the line. Chris, thanks for coming on, mate. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Yeah, but good. Thanks, mate. So, um, hey, Chris, I've got a, a co-host here, Andy Dinnicole. He might throw you some questions as we go. But um, first of all, mate, congratulations on the, the weekend. It was, uh, you know, a pretty crazy night with the three races. How, how are you recovering? How's it all going? Yeah, it was good. Uh, everything's good on my end. With, um, you know, with the Triple Crown races, it's always, you never know what's going to happen, you know, and uh, Another weekend was good. Glad I finally got the uh, overall win. I feel like it, it speed's been there, but uh, races just haven't come together for me uh, previously. So finally glad I got the first one out of the way. Yeah, for sure. It's been a, a little bit of an up and down year so far. I mean, you know, let's talk about the the Wollongong round first of all, and then we'll we'll get into the rest of the season. So, I mean, 
obviously coming in, you must have been pretty hungry for um, a little bit of a turnaround with the with how the year had been. But um, you know, third in Moto One, um, and then you got the win in the in the second final, and then a fourth in, in Moto Three. So consistency, obviously, uh, having that experience from the states with the Triple Crown format, was that something you knew you needed to to be consistent to get it done? Um, yeah, you know, you have obviously have to get uh, be consistent. Starts are, are super important, um, but our our races are quite a bit longer as far as the triple crown uh, races go. I believe ours are like three ten minute races. Uh, so the seven laps goes pretty quick. Um, so gate gate position and, and getting good starts is really crucial. Um, the first main event, I felt like I could, uh, I, I obviously, I felt like I had the speed to win. Um, Tass was in front of me, and, and uh, he was pretty hard to pass. And then, obviously, you have um, Tanty coming up the inside of me as I'm trying to pass, you know, Tass. So, it, it, the first main was pretty hectic. Um, second main got up to a, a good start and um, won that one. And then the third main, I knew kind of like where I had to be and who I had to beat um, going into that main event. So I felt like I, I should have done a couple things a little bit different with, with that one, but uh, it is what it is. We ended up fourth. Actually, he jumped off the track um, in the rhythm right before the finish line and ended up coming back on still in second. Because that's what I was going to yeah. ask you um, with that final main. Did you uh, did you know? Because obviously you were running right up there at one point, nearly nearly in position to get the win, and then obviously you ended up fourth. So was it a case of you you knew you had the overall at that point, or, or was that just how the race kind of played out? Because it got pretty hectic on that last lap with yourself and the KDM guys. Yeah, you know, it got pretty hectic. Um, I, I knew who I had to beat and how many positions I had to certain people by so and I don't know what happened um, I know Jay Wilson the defending champ was one point behind me uh, my teammate Mitch Oldenburg was you know a few, quite a few points behind me uh, Osby was quite a few points behind me and I had all the calculations in my head going down so so is that stuff uh, you'd worked on with the team like before going to the gate for that final you knew that roughly where you were at yeah, exactly. So I knew I, as long as I was ahead of those guys, then then I, I was okay. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. You know, we got the job done. I wish I would have done things a little bit different um, in some of the main events, but you know, we live and we learn, and we still got two uh, triple crown formats left. So we'll uh, take that and apply it to to those future triple crowns. Yeah, I mean, hey, you got the you got the overall win at the end of the day. No one's going to remember the. The, the particulars of it, you're still going to get that bonus money and you're still going to get them points. So, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be stressing about it too much. But, um, so, hey, that with the championship, I mean, you know, you've had a bit of a crazy run this season. Somehow we've, you know, not somehow with that result, you found yourself one point out of the championship lead. So, I think, you know, you've gone from maybe after um, Brisbane and, and then also getting that uh, last gay pick that you had happen. It's um, Adelaide... Uh, things have changed around pretty quick. Yeah, definitely. It can turn around, especially with these triple crowns. I mean, you know, let alone is one main event just hectic enough, you know? 
uh, we got three of them. So it definitely can can benefit you, and it can definitely hurt you. And, uh, you know, the first two rounds didn't go according to plan, uh, especially the second one. It was definitely frustrating with the last gate pick, and then also going through the, uh, the, it was like the third turn um, and having to work my way back to, to fifth. Uh, out of the way, and um, you know, I just put my head down during that break and worked real hard. And you know, I obviously believe I can win and win the championship, and that's the end goal. So, um, we still got two uh, hectic, hectic races ahead of us, so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, Chris, it's uh, Andy here. I uh, was going to ask a quick question. Um, coming into the 2019 Australian Supercross Series, where were you training out of? Are you in California? No, I'm actually based out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So I'm literally the state rep below California. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I was home, and I just had a, a baby boy just right before that. Oh, so, um, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And so, you know, just being home, home with family and helping out around the house, you know, still obviously training and riding. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was more important to me to, to stay home, even though I can, you know, do everything from there. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't go to California to, to do any, any riding or testing or anything like that. So the last gate trip that you did would have been uh, Vegas last year in May. Um, obviously you're running uh, second in the championship right now. Do you think that uh, the like a gay drops uh, affected, um, you know, the racing over here as so far? Um, maybe a little bit. You know, obviously with a you know a big a big break from racing, um, and, and at the last rain of our, our season in Vegas ended up uh, breaking breaking my wrist. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely, uh, I'm not going to say coming in cold turkey, um, but at the same time, you know, everyone who won racing, you know, had been racing either the outdoor series or, you know, obviously your Australian um, riders are coming off the uh, motocross series. So, um, yeah, it, it might have taken me a race or so to kind of get back in the swing of things. How, uh, what was that round last year at the AMA Supercross, Chris, or this year, sorry, earlier this year, you had that absolutely ginormous crash, and I'm not sure how you got up from that one and finished the race. What what round was that? Oh, um, God, it was the, the one that was snowing during the day. Because um, you were East, Co- East Coast. Was you East yeah, Coast or Denver. West Coast last year? Uh, this year, sorry, for no. Supercross. West. Yeah, I was, West, I was yeah. West Coast, yeah. That's right, yeah, because, man, I remember watching that. I think your, your front plate blew off the front of the bike, and, and I'm not entirely sure how you got up from that one, man, to be honest. Yeah, that one hurt bad. I, I don't know how I got up. It seems like always, like, the big crashes, somehow you get up from, but, like, the stupid little crashes always hurt you. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, that That's definitely true, because uh, they were one of the um, guys behind you, and, in the in the heat race, in um, were you in the heat race that got red flagged at Wollongong, or did you were you in the other heat race? I can't remember now. Um, I was in the other heat race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of the guys in the, in the next heat race, uh, 
he's a friend of the show. He he had a little tip over the bars in the in the whoops. It didn't even look that bad. I saw the whole thing, and he's in hospital with lacerated kidney and liver and broken ribs. And yet, you know, you had that sort of crash where you just got exploded off the bike, and everything was you know worked out fine. It's crazy how that works. But um, so hey, yeah. with uh, with the Australian Supercross Series, Chris, obviously you're you know you you were over here. I'm trying to remember. Was it 2011? You were the Hart and Huntington guys. Yeah, yeah, that was the last time I was. Uh, I did a full season here in Australia. Yeah, 2011 partner. Yep. So I remember that. Um, that was uh, obviously a while ago now. So you know, what's what's your perspective on how things have changed, and how's it feel being back, and and just your thoughts on on the on the teams and the industry as a whole, like compared to the states. Like, how how do you think it's going over here? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think it's good. I think the racing's good. I like how they're changing it up with. Uh, obviously like the triple crown format obviously Brisbane the first round was the two main events we had a traditional 15 lapper um, so I kind of like how they are kind of switching it up and not always kind of just doing the same thing over and over uh, obviously Supercross in the States is massive um, so it, it definitely seems like the tracks are getting better and better over here and um, the fan turnout always seems awesome and, and it's definitely uh, I enjoy racing over here and, and being around the Australian people you guys are so, so nice it seems like and uh, oh, it's, it's all been good I, I really enjoy it over here So last year you were riding for the Gas Monkey uh, AGE motorsports team uh, this year you're riding for the um, in Australia you're riding for the Honda uh, Fit Fitness Plus Honda Team Penrite, yeah, Penrite, yeah. that's the one. And uh, how do you feel on the Honda? Do you like Honda? Yeah, actually, I mean, not just because I'm raised racing Hondas right now. Uh, <laughs> it's politically correct to say that yeah, Hondas are the best bike. But I've honestly have always rode Hondas, and uh, I, I think they're an amazing bike and an amazing manufacturer. And, um, it's a good bike. The, the new bike with the, the new chassis and everything like that is really good. It's, it's a hard bike to beat. And I think, personally, all the bikes are, are good bikes. Some just kind of do things a little bit different or, or better or, or worse in certain areas. But, um, yeah, the Honda is a super solid bike. Yeah, they, they, your team bikes this year between yourself and Oldenburg, man, like I'm down on the floor every round and – you know, the Honda's renowned for not being the fastest engine. And, I mean, I rode a stock 2019 earlier in the year when they came out, and I was I was really impressed with with the package. It, it was stock. I think they really improved the motor package. But I'll tell you what, I'm not sure what Uri's doing with those motors that you guys have, but they are as competitive as anybody's out there. That's um, Yeah, they sound nice. They bark, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, they're, uh, they're definitely – there's some good runners, that's for sure. I mean, we obviously can go out there and win. And, um, so, yeah, that says a lot there about the So, hey, um, obviously I was on the floor, like on the start straight that, that whole night doing, um, you know, with the mic and everything, and I seen you, I think the last two finals, you went to that very inside gate. Am I right, or was it the one just next to the inside gate? Yeah, so with this triple crown format, like the gate you initially start with in main event one, you have to keep that gate throughout all three main events. Oh, wow, so you guys uh, had to keep them the whole time. I, I, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, yeah. So um, we have to keep that gate through every single main event. You can't switch it at all. So even, even no matter if you won or got last place, like, 
And the did, gate you pick is the gate you finish with. And did you know that when you picked that inside gate on the first one, or was that just what you was going to try for one and see how it worked out? No, I, I knew that going into it. Um, so yeah, that's the gate I wanted, and it seemed to work out, you know, pretty good. I mean, it yeah. did. It seemed like a safer. I, some guys were winging it from the outside and just coming in hot and, and, and making it work. But obviously, I think that inside was probably the most consistent. But but talk about those first few turns. I mean, you know, it went up onto that grass grass hill with the left-hander and then it came down again. It just looked like it was just full. Um, well, the expression over here is sheep stations where everyone's just going for it. Is that kind of, obviously, from your perspective as a rider, it was pretty full on, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I think it was pretty cool going up on the on the grass hill, you know, something different that, you know, you normally don't see at a track and um off the start, like you said, it was just it's just hectic. It's so crazy. Everyone's going everywhere fighting for position and like you said, you, yeah, I feel like probably the middle middle gates were probably the best as far as keeping your speed up and stuff like that. Um, so I kinda of just played it safe and pick the far inside but man like if you don't get a good start man it's chaos back there it's, it's crazy yeah it doesn't look like hey did you see that crash of jacob hayes in the first uh was it the heat race it was were you in that heat with him yeah yeah was, we were in heat two and uh off the start i was i was right there i'm not i think he was second i believe i forget who was I think it was him and him and another Yamaha rider came together, I believe. So did you see him go down? Were you behind him? Yeah, I didn't initially see like what happened. I just seen like him hit the ground. Um, but yeah, he hit hard and unfortunately he got pretty banged up and hurt pretty good. Um, and I hate to see that. Race with Jacob um, pretty much ever since he turned pro and uh, we've always battled. It seems like every weekend we find each other, and uh, it's definitely a fun way to go down and get hurt like that. Because you raced the uh, Arena Cross Series with him for quite a while, huh? Yeah, yeah, I raced with uh, I raced the Arena Cross Series in the states for for four years, and uh, Jacob was there. We were teammates, you know, on the Baddies Kawasaki team, and uh, so yeah, we're, we're very uh, well known to to each other's yeah. racing style, that's for sure. So you're finishing off the series here. You've got two more rounds to go. Can we see Chris Blows get a, another couple wins? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, that's always the, the end goal and the end result. Um, like I said, we got two two triple crown races, and and if, if the, the one in Wallagong is setting the stage, it's going to be crazy, that's for sure. Um, but you know, my main goal is to go out there and win. Obviously, like you guys said, the points are so close from, from, uh, I think Osby's leading it. I'm one point back and Tanny's one point back from me. And then Oldenburg's four points back from, uh, Osby. So. Yeah, it's, it's really looking at the points. Like he, you're on 61, uh, 60 points for Tanny, 58 for Oldenburg and Osby's on 62. Like it's, Really, anybody's game at, at this point with two rounds to go. I think, um, man, there's room for a lot of crazy stuff to happen, and it always seems to in SX2. Yeah, it, it, it's been that close. I mean, it's, gonna, it's definitely going to get crazy. Um, hopefully, all the riders keep it 
respectful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Anything too crazy. Um, but you know what? It's, it's racing at the end of the day, and we'll see how it unfolds, that's for sure. I'm sure from your arena cross days, you're not afraid to throw an elbow or a, a bike or body slam in the last turn if you need to to get the championship. No, I'm definitely not scared. to definitely <laughs> throw a bike in there and smash someone. So. Yeah. If it's uh, got to be done, it's got to be done, right? Yeah. I mean, across the top, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of skills, I guess you would say. Well, um, hey, guys. Chris Bose, um be brought to you by the guys at AMX and Fly Racing here on the uh, Australian Supercross Show. And um, Chris, thanks for coming on, mate. I really appreciate the time. Just a couple of quick questions before we wrap things up, mate. Um, how's things looking for your 2020 um, AMA Supercross campaign? Do you have anything lined up yet in the, back home in the States? Yeah, I have some... Uh, kind of finalized everything just yet. Um, everything's looking really good. So um, I'll be most likely doing the West Coast and then possibly East Coast on the 450 class. Nice. Oh, awesome. Um, so, yeah. Looking forward to it, that's for sure. Any uh, motocross over in Australia, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, I definitely definitely haven't had the uh, the option to do that. I've always um, just kind of come over here to do um, the, the Supercross stuff. Um, but, yeah. I mean, it's definitely an option. And, you know, if it were to come up, yeah, well, I think, I mean, I've talked to a lot of the American guys this year about it that we've had on the podcast, and, and obviously Justin Brayton's kind of set the tone for, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of use, uh, I wouldn't say, I don't know, to correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd say Supercross specialists, like the guys that seem to do Supercross only in the States, whether they're just more experienced and then they don't end up wanting to do outdoors for, for the money situation or whatever it is, like, you know, I'm assuming, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you have a decent showing in AMA Supercross, you know, you're making mains every week and, and having some good runs on the 250 and then you come over here and do Aussie Supercross and you have a shot at the championship, like that's probably a, a decent year for you as far as uh, uh, financially speaking. Um, and it seems like a pretty decent business model being able to ride Supercross all year round. Yeah, it definitely is. Like, like I said earlier, like the, the Supercross in, in the States is, is massive and it seems like that's kind of where the sport is going in, in America. Mm. Supercross, and uh, it's not the fact that I don't want to ride outdoors. It's just not very many rides um, open for outdoors, and it's just a hot, grueling, um, miserable season to go race outdoors. Um, and, and like you said, if I can go in, in the states and have a successful Supercross season, and then come here and have a successful Supercross season. Um, it also helps prepare me, you know, for my season because I think we start, yeah, the first weekend in January. So this kind of gets me a bunch of gate drops and into that race intensity and stuff like that uh, before we go racing. So um, definitely a good preseason for you guys, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome and it's a huge benefit. So um, yeah, all all, in, all around is just a good program. Oh, for sure, mate. Well, we hope to see you back here for uh, for a few many years to come. And um, it seems like it's a good fit for, here for you, like you said. So, uh, hey, guys, um, once again, Chris Blows here on the uh, AMX Trail and Supercross Show, being brought to you by the guys at AMX and Fly Racing. And, uh, Chris, we're going to let you go, mate. But, hey, um, congratulations once again on the win, getting right back into the points race. And uh, it's going to make things interesting. So, um, 
we'll see you uh, in New Zealand this weekend, mate. Have a, have a good time. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me on, and uh, I'll see you there in Auckland. All right. No worries. Thanks, mate. See you then. All right. Bye. All right, guys. Chris Blows there on uh, on his win on the weekend, and uh, he's funny, like as in he has the gnarliest exterior, like, he looks really... He looks tough, man. He looks he tough. Looks <laughs> like, you wouldn't want to um, meet man. him in the first turn. No yeah, way. when you speak with him, he's so, like, polite and soft-spoken. It's, yeah. like, a uh, bit of a contrast. I know. It doesn't, like, it doesn't match. I nearly wish he was, like, mean, because, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God, oh, I just want you to be, just be mean. Gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, but he's so nice. Yeah, but when he puts his helmet on, he's... I don't want to get out. I, I tell you what, man, like, watching him, um, Osby... Oldenburg and and pretty much Taft, like they're the main Americans in that class. Mm. Anybody else I missed? Hayes, but he got hurt. So. Oh, Hayes, sorry. That whoop section, uh, I think there was what? How many whoops do I know? Eight, ten? Uh, eight, I think. They were, like in track walk, honestly, Andy, they didn't look that big. Mm-hmm. Like I looked at them, I was like, oh, the guys are going to top and fly. And then I swear by the time that they got out for their first practice, the whoops had grown three feet. Like yeah. I don't understand what happened, but... They were like just gnarly, freaking walls. Really? Yeah, you know, like I was standing right because on the start straights where we stood, it was just out of the way, so we could do the the show. And my god, like you could feel the ground shaking when they were hitting each whoop. Yeah. But watching Blos and Oldenburg and 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 Hayes go through them whoops, like nothing, huh? It wasn't like nothing, honestly. Like Tanny and Wilson and those guys were were committed hundred ten percent. Tierney, all those, like they were all on top of them, right? Yeah. But when it went wrong for the Aussies, it seemed like it would buck them and their legs would come out, their knees would come out, they'd get squirrely. Like Blos and, and Hayes and that, man, they just get the bike straight. It didn't matter. Like I've wa- I watched them miss whoops and land at the bottom of the next one yeah. and it wasn't violent. Like I, I don't know if that's suspension, whether they got American settings, whether it's technique. It, it was just so impressive. I, I feel like though these kids have ridden Supercross since they were like, 15. Forever. I mean, yeah. I, th- I meant to ask you know? Chris how old he is, but um, and and like a lot of these guys got way like way more time on Supercross tracks than a lot of the Aussies do. Oh, way more. Yeah. I mean, so, it, it's the opposite. Like we ride moto all year round, do three months Supercross. They ride Supercross all year round, do four months of moto. Supercross for them he's is thirty one. Like he's thirty one. Oh, okay. You see, he's old like me. How does it feel knowing that there's another thirty one year old out there <laughs> killing it, and the thirty five year old Justin Brayton killing it? It feels good. I mean, yeah. look, if, if I was getting paid to be those guys, I would love to still be out you're, there. You're going red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I was, uh, these big calls coming from you, Andy. 21. Yeah, 21. the guy that, that retired at his, not even at his prime, before his prime. Uh, Gets right. one amateur title in America. Actually, I got, I, got, I got four, sir. So. Four amateur titles. And um, this is big coming from me. Didn't do shit. Ain't <laughs> done nothing. I crashed 110s. That's about it. Yeah, everyone's got their strong point. Now, look, the thing is, like, and and from not, like, I, I've been a trainer. I've trained athletes. Yeah. I've been, and I'm still reasonably fit. I wouldn't say I'm athlete fit, but if if you have a strong program and you keep your rest up with the experience you have on how to manage your body and your fatigue and and your riding at, in your thirties, like, if I had the time to commit to it, I feel like you could ride at a decent level. No, for sure. Yeah, and those guys have just maintained that level, yeah. and um, and that's why they can do it in their thirties. You know, yeah. um. Take a bunch of time off and try and come back in your thirties. That's oh, not going to happen. No, no, no chance. But um, it's definitely and maturity, man, goes such a long way. Yeah, you know, mentally, like oh, experience. Sure. It's you know, you think about Bose is thirty one. You know, um, 
racing guys that are 17, 18. That's and not that's not disrespecting blows. It's just the, think about how much more experience he has than those guys. For sure. You can't expect a 16, 17-year-old to go out and ride with blows and, and, and especially like on whoops and stuff like that and to think that they're going to be up to their like blows' standard. Yeah. Right? It's, because it's not. He's just, it's just experience. So. happening. Um, but yeah, like let's wrap that up now with SX2. Like I said, you know, standouts, like we got to talk about um, – we got to talk about a lot of guys, man. Like, obviously, Tyranny with that win. That's awesome for him because we were just talking about him on the show before saying, you know, he's he, – he, what did he get last week? He got, like – He's top, had some top tens. Yeah, which was solid because he's a bigger kid, you know. Like he is, and he rode 40 Supercross last year, I think. And he did decent. He did all, he did all right, yeah. And then he's just struggled with so many injuries. Like, I think he had a knee reco and came back halfway through MX Nationals this year. Yeah. And before that, like – Because he's from WA. He's from WA. Did I mean – did he win MXD, Darnell, in the championship? Can I you think, remember? I think he might have, yeah. Yeah. Pushing my memory. He, anyway, he did really well. He, yeah, like he had a good youth amateur junior yeah. career. And then um, but, he, he the injuries just started to pile up for him. But to get a win in Wollongong this weekend, in like beat Chris Bloss, Josh Osby, Mitchell Dude, Oldenburg. He beat, every, like he beat the whole field. That's what like. I mean. Like... That has to do so much for his confidence. And it goes to show what a start can do. Absolutely. If you get a start, like we've seen it, Jay Wilson had that whole shot in in, uh, the opening final. Yeah. Pretty much dominated. Not checked out, but like he was the guy and he had clear track and he killed it. He did. Interesting, Darnell Wilson um, didn't jump that triple the whole final, went inside every lap. Yeah, I don't know if it was the side of the whoops he was taking or he was going that far, like the far left heading. Before the whoops broke down, which we'll talk about later, um, there was some controversy there. Beef. What's beef? Where's that sample? I think it's the I bottom right know, one. Dude. No, it's, I think I took it out. No, no, it's there. And it, we don't need to do it now. It's Whatever. too late. But we'll, we'll do it later. Um, so he was going down. the in, You could go down the inside of the whoops, and it put you on the inside of the left 90 before the triple. And yeah. on the 250, you weren't getting it from the inside. Or you go down the very right. Anything in the middle was like a minefield of hand grenades with the whoops being so cupped out. Yeah, it was sketchy. Waiting to eat you up. Yeah. And um, man, uh, yeah, so Jay was going down the inside, inside turn, doubling the triple, but it didn't really seem any slower. It wasn't wasn't that much slower. Because he was getting such a good run through the whoops, but then everybody else was going wide and tripling and and it would even out. And that's I think that's what contributed to those whoops breaking down so much on the right side is because everyone was... A lot of the 250 guys were going down the right side of the whoop so they could rail the yeah. outside and then get the triple. Because the triple phase was getting rutted and it was losing its pop too. So, um, yeah, I never thought of it that way. You're right, because the fastest line was You're damn right the right. far right side onto the left-handed bump. So that was interesting. But, yeah, Jay was doing that and um, he killed that first moto. And then, you know, like we said, even Brad Taft, like he got a start in that first one and he was – right there like he was pressuring Wilson for the win yeah. didn't get a start the rest of the night that was all she wrote it definitely seemed like a start was the probably most important thing at Wollongong you know like a lot of guys that had good speed but didn't get the start didn't get the places no, you like know? Oldenburg in the first moto came back to fifth he was way back was in the yeah. opening laps like he was on it but in 10 laps you ain't gonna get through and that was short motos as well seven laps for SX2 it yeah. seven? seven not eight alright my yeah. bad eight for SX1 was it only eight? I, the, yeah. I initially, I under the revised schedule, it was seven laps oh, for SX2 okay. and eight laps for SX1. That's what I mean. There was a lot going on with the with the schedule, but they they definitely made it work. But um, still a lot of laps and a lot of gate drops. But hey, Osby's got the red plate now, and we should talk about Tanny because Tanny um, he's let me down. Oh mate, he didn't let anyone down. Like 
I, the, the the crowd all night, I was like, you know, get behind your local guy, Aaron Tanny. And everyone's like, yeah, like losing it. And then Clout had a bunch of fans up on the grass hill. Yeah, I was up there with all of those boys and they were getting they loud were and getting, getting ready. into it. And, um, you know, they had uh, Tanny, was it the second main? Oh, what's Tanny's results there yet? Um, hold on, that's championship. That's Tanny everyone. went five, four, five, nine. Was it race three he went down trying to win? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, so he just he got in a second, was it? Yeah, he was running second. He was running second, just got in a second and just hammers through the whoops, but went down the middle, mm. like I said, that you couldn't do. And uh three whoops from the end, haka baka, and then just boom, just yeah. off the off the last whoop into the turn, got sideways and spun around and he tried it, man, he gave it his all. And he gave it his all in front of the hometown crowd. But you know what? He's well within the championship. Two points out of the lead, third in the championship, like Still killing it. I don't want to say I told you so, but someone hate to say have... I told you so. And that's why you commentate and don't sing. Yeah, don't go on a don't do that again. I'm gonna have to edit you'll, that out. You won't now. do good. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Australian. It's a bummer either. though, as well, because I know it would have meant a lot to Aaron if he had won the Wollongong, because it's his hometown crowd. You know, can like, you imagine if so he sick. and Clout would have won it? I mean, oh. obviously Clout did, but. You, you know, like, if you go to the baseball and you go to the hometowns and they win the championship and, like, they just flip cars and stuff. Baseball? Baseball, yeah. Yeah, you ever see the Astros? They went off. Same as basketball. You any mean of cricket? Uh, to, to no, in America. To, I know. To bring it to Australia, it's like going up to the hill at they Bathurst would, and they're setting the stadium cars would have caught a light. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to riot in Australia like we do in the States when there's any excuse for civil unrest. That would be pretty sweet, though. We weren't like, that far from Cronulla. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap up SX2 there. Anything else you want to bring up, Daniel? Uh, oh, well, let's talk about Josh Brewster real quick. Yes. So Josh, friend of the show, um, writer I've worked with for a long time. and um, Someone I trained with for a long time. Someone you trained with long for a time. And uh, unfortunately, so first heat race, Josh is, goes into the whoops, he's mid-pack, and again, the middle of those whoops is where you didn't want to be. Mm-mm. And three or four whoops from the end, everyone started bunching up and slowing down, and he didn't accelerate through the next whoop to stay on top. It, it caught the front end and just lifted him up. Like, you know, when you just see someone get, just get levitated up in the air, but he was still on the bike. And it was weird because instead of going over the bars into the next whoops, like hole, he went into the next whoop at the top of the whoop and it like the bike crunched him and twisted and, and it didn't look that bad. It didn't look nah, like for when you hear what the injuries. Are, yeah. So you the hear the injuries, injuries and you go, Oh wow. But like, it looked like to me, he just rung his bell and I'm standing there and, and like Josh, like I said, I've known him for years. The kid is useless when he hits his head, like no good at all. So he's just laying there and I'm like, he's obviously rung his bell and just doesn't even know where he is or whatever. And then he doesn't get up. He doesn't get up, you know, race safe. And then they red flag the heat race. And then at this point we're all like, oh, you know, it, it must be pretty bad. So he goes off. Um, and then the next heat race, was it when that kid on the cow, he crashed over the triple? Yeah. Which I'm not sure who that was, but that was a big get off. And, and we all thought the hold up at the event was because of, his crash like he was unconscious yeah. right um and then um anyway so there's a hold up for 10 minutes because of the ambulance situation because there's a few guys injured and but it was josh that the hold up was for so josh ended up lacerating his kidney jeez um lacerating his liver puncturing his lung and breaking some ribs damn um but the good news is i think at this point they don't need to do surgery or if they do it's just a minor surgery to to fix the bleed in his kidney like he's gonna keep it yeah um, so yeah, like I said, shout out to Josh Brewster, Scotty, the whole SB Motorsports crew. Um, good kid, man. Good family. So we hate to see that happen to him, but, uh, 
you know, there was a lot of rumors going around the pits that night that it was going to be way worse. And you, you try not to listen to it because, you know, you know what Chinese whispers are like before you know yeah. it. It's a whole lot worse. So shout out to Josh and shout out to the other guy on the carry that got hurt. I, I'm not sure who it was. You got him on the on the sheets there or? No. It was in the heat race, so you could probably see who it was. Because uh, it was first lap, it didn't go through timing loop. Ah, okay, there you go. All right, well, anyway, shout out to that guy. We hope he's good. If anyone knows who it was, hit me up on the... Uh, Excuse me on the on the DMs, and I'll I'll give him a shout out too because uh, that rider that got hurt in SA did we do we talked about that in the last show right that he was okay I think I brought that up yeah you did yeah cool so all right well that's SX two done so let's talk about SX one now I said I'd call Cody at seven forty ish so what time is it now seven thirty five we got time all right oh, so he, we'll, just said, he just sent us a text saying sounds good bro yeah good job he checked his text five minutes before we called him so let's talk about SX one in what was um, an interesting night to say the least big night. Big night. Are you done uh, being anchor man with them papers? You know what I don't <laughs> like is that, you know, I've been wanting Luke Clout to win for like the last, I don't know, like the, every single round. Yeah. The one round that I don't pick him and I pick Justin, yeah. he wins. So let's you do that every week then? What the F? Well, yeah, so don't pick Luke for the rest of the series. So he's only like, what, what's the championship? He's only four points out, three points out. Not much, man. Where's the championship? He is currently on, yeah, three points out of the championship lead. Dude. And the way he's getting form right now, um, sorry, Andy, Andy's good. He prints all the results, but um, there's a lot of paper here. Um, so Luke Clout two one one, and you know Brayton obviously goes one four four. Now, Darnell, you on? Did you see practice, or were you not there yet? I can't remember. No, I wasn't there yet. <laughs> he wasn't there. I was yet. in. Dude, you know, the Uber from the airport cost me one hundred and eighty dollars. Bro, I I still. Just for you guys that don't what? get the... What? Have you ever seen that movie, The NeverEnding Story? No, I didn't. Well, I didn't watch that. it's about time never-ending on a journey. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much John L's day trying to get to the world on Supercross. It cost you $180. In an Uber. Plus having to pay to get another flight. Cause so he misses before. his flight, has to pay to get another one. Which would have been like... I had to wait in Melbourne <laughs> Airport for five hours... <laughs> Dude. And then he has to get an Uber to the stadium for like two hours. And then, well, then he was there. Yeah. And then I was up on the hill watching the first heat and I got shit on by a seagull. (laughs) You're joking. Dude, my day could not have gone any worse. Uh, It could have gone worse. I could have been. Well, you could have just not got there, but um, I appreciate it because you were a big help. So thanks for that. Dude. That is the funniest thing. (laughs) But anyway, so my point was in practice, Brayton looked a little off to me. Okay. And um, now Yareve has gone on social media and said some things saying roughly if people knew what was going on and how did well he did. So it's alluding to me that maybe something wasn't quite right on the weekend. I don't know what that was or what was going on. Is he sick? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like he was completely off, like riding injured or whatever. Look, if he's off and gets third, like it's still, I don't know. That's the thing. When he's that good and been that good for the last four years, yeah. when he gets a third, you've got to think that something's up. Well, it's like asking Dungey, like, hey, Dungey didn't win. He got it. Well, actually, no, it's not true because Dungey, uh, no, Tomac either wins or kind of crashes. Who's it like? Help me out. It's like Dungey. If Dungey doesn't get top three. <laughs> right. If Dungey doesn't get a podium. JS7. Okay. Early one, two, five days. Yeah. It, it was, everyone was kind of just what's going on with Justin because he was, I think he was fourth in fourth qualifying. In qualifying yeah. And um, one, four, four. But then anyway, whole shot's the first race and and then it's like business as usual. Um, Clout does get into second 
gets around Hill, starts catching Justin, but not by much. So at that point, I'm not going, oh, it's going to be Clout's night. I'm going, okay, well, obviously Clout's fast, but Brayton's still Brayton, right? Um, but that's kind of where it ended for Brayton on the night as far as... Well, even in the heat race, right, so the guy we're about to get on the phone, heat race one or two, I don't know, whatever it was. Heat one or two, oh, hold up, it was uh, heat... Um, it would have been uh, heat one. I think it was heat one. No, it wouldn't have been. Heat, heat two. two. Heat, heat two. two. Yeah. Right. So Cody Dice pulls the biggest hole shot of the night in heat what, Heat two. Yeah, so Cody ends up fifth in the heat race, but... Right. Leads for three laps... Ahead of Justin Brayton. Ahead, and it took... I think it took everything out of Justin to try and get past Cody. In like, that heat? In that heat. He led it well. He was leading strong. Yeah, I think he made a mistake in a corner or something like that. But, like... Even from the get-go, for Justin not to be leading that heat race and, you know, getting around, trying to get around Cody, like... Yeah. Maybe took him out of his rhythm a little bit. I don't know. It just... I think the track didn't offer... There wasn't a lot of passing options. But, but saying that, neither did Brisbane. Like, it's not like Brizzy had these heaps to separate. Yeah, like, Justin and Meddy were the only guys doing that triple out of the turn after the first turn, you know? But, you know, Adelaide was a traditional format, American-style track, like he had everyone covered, but... I don't know. It just, it, it seemed a bit, it was just a bit weird. Like, I don't know what was going on. I wouldn't have thought much of it until Yareev put that thing up and, and maybe it loses something being wrong. I don't know. I actually hit Yareev up earlier to get Chris Blose's number. I probably should have asked him, but I didn't want to overreach the boundaries of if he didn't want to comment or whatever. So I just didn't, but. Well, he's just down the road. He'd come down here and slap you up, but. Well, immediately. Oh, let's I mean, not go that far. <laughs> I mean, he made it evident that he wasn't happy about the way the track was. He All right, so said let, that he wasn't happy about the whoops. Let's start there then and talk about that because we've been talking about the whoops and we're going to bring it up. So let's bring it up. So the right-hand side of the whoops got obliterated with all the laps that were run on it because that was the fast line, especially for the 250 guys having a jump. So it went from being a rut to crumbling on the right side of the whoops. The last three or four, I think. It was three. It was the last three. Yeah. So, I don't know. Everyone's hamming it up like there wasn't a whoop section. There was still about five or six whoops to get to that rut. Um, he said that... Yeah, read the quote. Read the quote. This was on Moto Online. Moto Online, he said a quote. Uh, Absolutely, the track was sketchy. The biggest thing, and it's a bummer, is that they left their whoops uh, the way they were. On the right side, there were three whoops, and the rest were all flat. It's a bummer that at the highest level of racing, uh, they're like that. I was still going through the middle, but uh, when you're out front, you just go to the right side. That's my strong point. Uh, it is. It's all good. I'm happy with keeping the points lead. Yeah. So is he happy though? If he's making a comment like that, or he was, and then Cloudy said, uh, "I did nothing different to anyone else, and I only started doing that because 99% of the people were doing it. I was happier to go down the middle with of the whoops, but everyone else is doing that." Uh, and that was the tra- it was inside the track's limits. Um, then it, yeah, it's not cutting. Blah blah blah. So yeah, and and look, even um, everyone did it. Uh, Clout, I believe, went down the middle of the whoops for the first few laps in the last final, and was honestly, I, I don't think it was any slower. Same for Brayton, I don't think it was any slower because you had to slow down to get into that rut, and then it was like you had to navigate. You know what it's like for a rut in a set yeah, of whoops? Like yeah, you're not hammering through it. It's not easy. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know whether that took Justin out of his rhythm and. And everyone was the, – the, the last 450 main, all the riders were prepping their gates. And like I said, I was right by the start gate. That's where we were standing all night. And um, and Josh Hill actually said to me, he's like, are they going to leave that like that? Like someone should, should do something about it. And 
I said, well, there's been a couple races already. So the officials, if they were going to pull anyone up, like it was in the, the thing was right. It was within the tough locks. It was within the track markers. So technically it was part of the track from, from what I could see. And that's what I said to Josh I said, mate, there's been a few races with that there since you guys were out. If they were going to call people, they'd have called it by now. So it's, it's probably the way it's going to be. I mean, it, 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 even in Super Bowl, with no one around, no one battling you. Oh, mate. Justin still didn't get. Brayton missed, I think, two whoops oh, nearly, in Super Bowl. Nearly freaking. I, I don't know how. Did you see that? Yeah. That I, was sketchy. He hit, you like, want to talk about sketchy, that was sketchy. He hit, you know how fast Brain goes in the whoops. Yeah, absolutely. Like, next level. And he hit like the fourth or fifth whoop, and it just, he completely missed at least one of them. Dropped in. And in typical Justin Brayton fashion, it was completely fine. Big deal. Completely fine. But I lost it on the mic. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, I, if that's the case, then he's only 200 off. But still, I, th- I just think, like, he he doesn't make mistakes like that usually, does nah. he? I mean, and dude, Cloudy didn't go out first for the Super Bowl. No. Uh, sorry, last. He was, I think, third or fourth with his yeah. time from the heat race or his position from the heat race. So, um, but his lap, man, he hammered those whoops yeah like he came in fast and i seen anyone all night like there was a wall jump before him he just all the way through and and as soon as he got through them whoops it was like yeah he's got pole like that was it but he was on all night um so yeah like brayton i don't know man like i said the results where do you end up going i got the results here somewhere so yeah he goes one four four you know he ends up third overall keeps the points lead but it's tightened up now my only thing is this for the championship i I think he's still good because as much as Cloud is killing it, the next two rounds when Reed and Anderson and and the Americans come over. He didn't get pole, by the way. Who didn't? Cloud. In Super Bowl. Yes. Cloud did a 40.02 and Brayton did a 40.2. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't say he got pole. I said Cloud got pole. I thought you said he got pole. No. Oh, Sorry, I'm out of lunch. Yeah. yeah. Wake up, man. I know you're still catching up on sleep. <laughs> yeah, the lights are on now. <laughs> um, Disregard that, everybody. Sorry about that. <laughs> what, what, was, what were we saying we were going to do? How, how's the track, Donnell? Uh, no, you are talking about <laughs> Thanks, all the Americans coming over. <laughs> White, you meteorologist. <laughs> the or, Americans coming over. I think Brighton's just got that little bit more experience at Oz X and, yeah. and on them tracks that are going to be international, like AMA-sized tracks. Yeah. I think he's still good. Well, that's, you know... We're just going to have to see. I mean, there's going to be the Americans there, and they're going to obviously play a pretty big part of the you're series. Jason Anderson's and everyone. Well, Chad Reed, like, that's the separating factor. Because it is. if. Mind you, did you see Reedy go down in Paris? Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Sat out the mains. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I saw the. Res- I, yeah. I mean, he wasn't in. I only saw the Instagram post when it was Malcolm winning, so I just didn't think that Reedy well, I mean, was winning, but. Honestly, I don't actually think that. Reedy's going to play a huge part of the, as Aussie. Dude, no, I, someone like Savachi or I disagree uh, Anderson. As Dude, far as no. you know, how much Reedy elevates it when he comes home? Yeah, I still don't see it. Guarantee it. He built. He beat Anderson at friggin' um, where at New Zealand. Yeah, that was last year, dude. He no, hasn't he ridden. didn't beat Anderson. Wasn't at New Zealand last year? Yeah, that was Wilson. Well, who Wilson was it? Friday clutch. Yeah, Wilson. All right. And he won Ozex, but that's because he. Took the Joker twice. Straight up. He still won. <laughs> yeah, he, he crossed the finish line first. Yeah. Straight up. He's been racing cars this whole, like, motorcycle well, season. We'll, we'll talk about this in the OzX preview, preview show. show. All right. But all I'm saying is if if, if Jason Anderson wins and Savachi gets second and and Brayton gets third and, yeah. gets and Reed gets fourth 
and Clout gets fifth or something, that's the only separation break sure. needs yeah. to win the championship. I do agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's. But they're both triple crown formats too. Look, we'll get into that. We'll get into it. Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, um, all right. So, Clout, Brayton. Uh, sorry, Clout. Didn't even mention Ridden yet. They're yeah. really solid all night. Yeah. Same as hell. Dude. Um, yeah. Uh, Reardon, ridiculously solid. 3 2 2. Second overall on the night. Yeah. He didn't seem that pumped on his performance all night long when I was interviewing him ev- after every race, but he was so solid, dude. So he solid. probably just like obviously you don't know how you're riding when you're doing it yourself. You know what I mean? Like you can't see from the outside. Yeah, I, I think he's a little bummed out that he hasn't been in a position to win yet. Yeah, I, I think that. But you know what? He's still getting bonuses and yeah, for and sure. he's, he's. I don't say he's in the championship hunt. Where's he at? Reardon sixty four. He's only six points out. It's not, it's not much, you know. And he has a lot of international experience. When we get to the bigger rounds, the next two rounds. So do you think he can win? He's. I don't think he's going to win a main with. Those guys coming over. Yeah. But There's six mains you can win out of, though. But him ending up on the podium at the next two rounds. It's likely. I don't think it's impossible. No. You know, and again, if Brayton or Clout miss the podium with the international guys, mm. strangest things have happened. No, nah, for sure. So Reardon killed it. There's a photo of him. Um, I, I, I fan out hard on Reardon of his dirt track skills. His flat track riding is next level. Yeah. Him on the start straight with the long 90 degree turn. Dude, there's a photo someone put up this morning. I think it was Moto Online, and he's got his top side foot peg like pointed in, and he's drifting the bike, and it's just, just poetry, man. Do you want to kiss him next time you see? Him? <laughs> I said on the bike. I said on the bike. Uh, yeah. Just giving his shit. Yeah, I know. Um, and then we got to talk about Josh Hill being back. How do you think he went? Um, he went as I thought he would. The first heat race, mm. the first lap was just like wow, like adrenaline and skill. Like he went from like fourth to first. Yeah. Like jumped the triple, went to the inside of the rhythm, still got the big rhythm. His raw speed though is unreal, huh? His, his intensity. Like his intensity in that first lap of the heat race, it was yeah. like, that's why you won yeah. AMA Supercross races. Yeah, yeah. And when we're doing the, the pit show on Saturday, he actually told us that he was the youngest rider to ever win a 4th main event. 18 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Pretty cool. I, he, I, he's, he started pretty young because he came out of amateurs pretty young. I brought up the quote of him saying he was popping bottles with Stuart and Reed when he was eighteen. And That's rad. He got a dig out of that. That was cool. That is rad. Yeah. He he definitely seems. Dude, like his hair flapping out the back of the helmet. Gnarly. So sick. Because he did a lot of riding at a club before he came over. Well, that's what he said. Because dude, when he, you know, because he'll let's be, you know, for a couple of years there, he was a little out of shape. I don't think he was training at all. Nah, he was just being a loose cannon, living just his doing, life. You know, just front flips, and doing insta bangers, and yeah. having a good time. And and when he rocked up, when I seen him on on Friday, and we did the pitch show, I said, I was like, you look trim, like you look fit, you know. And he said, yeah, he put in a bit of a boot camp. You know, he said he knows how serious this series is. He wasn't coming in like it's a joke. That's so good though. It's good he respects the ride and sure. and monster backing it and everything. And and man, he um. He killed it, you yeah. know, like the the heat race, those first few laps, and then you could see he gassed himself a little bit and pumped up, I think. But, yeah. um, you know, the mains, what did he get there? Five, five, three. What main was it he was running second and crashed on the last lap? Was it the first main? He crashed on the hill on the no, last lap? No, it was the second main because it was the last lap he crashed on the hill. Cody got past him for the podium. That's right. So, look, pretty much every race he was there or thereabouts, yeah. you know, and – the one thing we got to talk about, which was sick, the, the finish jump was obviously the freestyle landing. Yeah. So it was really tall, like 30 foot Man, tall. That thing was massive. It was huge. Um, so it was a right-handed 180 after it yeah. that went into the big, long sweeping turn that went all the way the full length of the stadium. 
So you could go inside and flat track it, or you could go wide and get a slingshot. And everyone was going over under, like, you know, like they do in the states. Yeah, it and was sick, mate. It was so good to watch. That would have been. Um, but Hill, every in one of the races, yeah, we'll call Cody in just a sec. Um, in one of the races, he was going inside every lap, and just again, so much skill, man, so much technique. He's always had so much skill, though, huh? Like it's. I mean, I've said, I've told this story before. Right? I was in this. In California in 06, I was training um, to go back and race in the UK. Yeah. And and I rode Glen Helen every Thursday. I had a coach that was, you know, I do Glen Helen in Paris every week. That was yeah. my routine, right? And by the end of it, like, look, I was never a, a superstar pro. But, oh, I but was, you rode it pretty well. I was a pro-level guy, and I rode Glen Helen every week. Like, I got pretty good around Glen Helen to the point where, you know, when we were, you know, doing sprint laps and stuff, my, my coach would send me out behind, like, the, the entry-level 250F guys, like I remember doing sprint laps trying to chase down Weimar and stuff. Not that I was running with them. Get but blown I was, off the track by J-Law. Yeah, J-Law did take me out. That's a whole other story. Um, but yeah, I was going all right is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. not claiming I was a top guy, but I could ride pretty well. And I remember coming down this hill at Glen Helen and, and I was on a sprint lap. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like this is about as fast as you can go down this hill. And Josh Hill, <laughs> like I'm breaking. I've sat down. I'm, I'm in the rut. And he on on when he was on that Yamaha 250 factory ride, yeah, he jumps across my front wheel, lands in the same rut as me, and I shit you not was gone before I even knew what happened. He's just got so much talent. And honestly, that was one of the moments where I was like, I'm probably never going to get to that level because yeah. I didn't even under, I couldn't even fathom what. It's he, pretty overwhelming, huh? Yeah, because that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like at that point, I'm like, yeah, I'm going pretty good. Yeah, and then that happens, and you're like, but that's the raw skill that guy has. Just yeah. next level. You yeah. watch him on. You know, even doing that no fluff video or whatever it was where he was doing yeah. stoppy front flips off yeah. raised like pallets. So much skill, you know. Watch him um, ride the altar around a skate park. Like it's just it raw is talent so, on a bike and bike control. It is really cool to have him. So hats off to Monster and CDO Yamaha and whoever else was involved in getting him out here because it was a really good show. And honestly, if he keeps his riding up, wouldn't be surprised if he's a factor at winning a triple header race or, or one of these finals at, at Oz X's that are coming up. I agree. Um, right, so Cody Dice. Let's get Cody on the phone because we need to talk about Cody Dice. The big dog. <laughs> the big dog. Because, um, you know, Connor Tierney had that fairy tale night and we need to find out what Cody Dice had for breakfast or whatever it was because, man, there was some magic in the air uh, for this guy, um, SB Motorsports, Cody Dice. Uh, thanks for coming on, Cody. How you doing? Yeah, good, guys. How are you? Good, mate. So we've got Andy Dinicole co-hosting with me. He's going to hit you with some questions. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Way, mate. Going all right? Yeah, not too bad. No, a bit worse way today, but I'm um, tired, but you get that. Yeah, I've seen you. Did you drive home right after the race on Saturday night? Yeah, I drove, yeah, drove straight home like express. Um, yeah, and that's on toast today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Privateer life, hashtag. <laughs> Privateer life, eh? Um... So, Cody, um, where did that come from? That's all I'm going to ask, first off. Where on earth did that come from? If I could tell you, I could tell you, but, like, I don't know, from the the start of the day, I was just feeling good vibe throughout the whole team. Everyone around me, I was just, I was just going with the flow when I turned up there on Sunday morning. I was was happy and I was keen to race and the track looked really good and, um, like, I was just keen to get on my dirt bike and do my thing. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you, I mean, you've looked good all season in Supercross. Like, you've really impressed me in the whoops. Like, every round you've been hammering the whoops, no matter how big they are. That was been an impressive thing. And 
And this this round, like the whoops were phasing a lot of people. They didn't seem to bother you, but um, I can't. Where did you end up in, in qualifying? Because I don't remember you having the, the best qualifying session. Um, nah. No, I got um, 12th in qualifying, I think. Yeah, I okay. Did not, I did not get a clean lap, and um, I wasn't, like, I was still feeling at a track kind of with the, how slippery it was in the turns. So, like, I wasn't really, like, gapping the turns and stuff. Like, I was just focusing on trying to get the rhythm styled and uh, making sure I get those whoops, like, correct every single lap because I just catch out just like that, so... Yeah, um, and I mean, you were going yeah. down the inside of the whoops during the, the daytime, I remember that, Um but you were going fast through them, but yeah, obviously the time wasn't a standout time, and then obviously you got that start in the heat race, and it was just on. Yeah, when I got that start in the heat race, man, I like as soon as that gate moved, I was gone, and then I went down the start straight, and I'm like, "Holy crap! I can't see anyone else near me." <laughs> you like thinking and the I'm gate like, didn't drop for everybody else, or what happened? Yeah, like, <laughs> I like went into that first turn. I'm like, dude, I haven't I haven't got a whole shot of lead lap since like I'm in my name, so. I just I just took it with two hands and I was I went into those whoops and I was like, oh, Brayton's going to come like freaking flying past me down for career. But like I had I had him off for a couple of laps and I was pretty like I wasn't surprised for him. I knew I could do it, but just getting that start just like oh, I was so much easier getting a good start and just riding the track out and I had to ride it. Hey, Cody, it's Dunno. Um, in your heat race, were your bars loose as well? <laughs> yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. I was, on the, I was on the start line um, and I had Chandler Burns mechanic and I went down there and I'm like, hang on, I can feel like a bit of a clunk in the front front end and I moved my bars backwards and forwards and there's like five mil movement backwards and forwards and I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> and he, he's going through his bag trying to find a spanner and we couldn't find it. Uh, I had Emma, uh, Michael Emmon try and like, find a spanner for it as well and, I just the thirty second ball went up and I just turned around to him. I said, "I've got this. I'm don't worry. I'm, I'm just going to go for it, eh?" Because um, yeah. uh, Brayton's mechanic grabs me and he's like, "Hey, check this out." He's like, "Diet that dice guy." He's like, "He's on the line and he's like, my balls are loose and they couldn't find any tools." And he's like, "Don't worry, I got it." And then he goes out yeah. and hole shots. He's like, "That was sick." <laughs> yeah, and then like it started getting worse and worse and worse and. Uh, when they when those dudes started passing me, I was I had to back off a little bit through the whoops because they were I was really really scared they were going to come off through the whoops or over the triple or something like that. So that, that's privateer life, you know. There's there's like sets and, of handlebars where you can get rubber mounted and cushion, you know, impact control, and and Cody just loosens the mounts. On that note, though, and, make sure Chandler's your mechanic for the rest of the rounds. So I think he should just move into mechanic. Yeah, like Chandler, yeah, you're a good rider, but we we need Cody back like that. So. He really, he was really warning me up on the start line. I eh? like he was jeeing me up hard, so I was I was keen about that. So you led laps in uh, the, the the heat race, and you you got the best finish of third. Does this give you a lot more confidence coming into the next couple of rounds? Oh, hundred percent. Like what? Like uh, it's hard to explain. Like he caught, I qualified twelfth, and I figured I should be in between like the seventh to like thirteenth mark in the positions in like the finishes, but like after leading a few laps in that heat race and like really proven to myself and I guess like everyone else I guess that if I get a good start I, um, I can run the speed of those guys for a few laps and then in that like that second main event um, I don't know I just held my own and those guys really weren't pulling from me at all and I was quite surprised from that. 
Absolutely. No, you've, uh, you, you did a ripper job, that's for sure. So did you, coming into the event, did you actually see yourself, could you see yourself being up where you were or was it kind of taken a bit of a surprise for you? It was definitely taken a bit of a surprise for me. Like um, in that first main event, I think I finished eighth or something like that and I was like, oh, that's where I should, like, that's where I should be. I haven't really finished a whole series of Supercross. Like this is my first in 450s, like, the first time I've actually completed more than one round of the Supercross. So, like, and I'm, I'm like, eight, yeah, that's pretty good. Considering the first two rounds, I was, like, 15th or 17th or something like that. But, like, yeah, I surprised myself a lot. And, and I guess it does give me a fair bit of confidence coming into these last two rounds, like, where I know I can be and what I've done before. Now, I have a theory, Cody, all right? This is my theory. Um, and you tell me what you think of this. So... I've been around you for quite a long time now, like coming up through the juniors and, um, you know, it's fair to say you were a standout junior. Um, you were, you you pretty much dominated nearly everything you did in juniors. You were a factory Yamaha junior rider and you know, you were always the guy, right? Um, and even in under 19s, like you battled with Jai that year. Um, but you got the title. It was that 17. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'd say 99% of the races you ever did as a junior and an entry-level pro, like you you led from the front or you were in the top three. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, like most of the time off the start, I was in the top three. Yeah, and then in 2018, I, I watched you go from being that guy that was always up front and leading from the front and winning and, and being the guy or one of the guys. And then you weren't getting starts in 18. You were in MX2, you were top 10 mid-pack in the gate, and and you never got clear track. And I, I always say this as a coach. You take a kid, no disrespect calling you a kid, but you, you know, you're a youngster. You take a yeah, youngster yeah. that's led his whole career and is used to leading from the front. I'm not saying you don't know how to ride in the pack, but it, it's such yeah. a different race being in 12th place on lap one as opposed to oh. first or second, right? 100%. And I think when you've raced that way your whole career, the confidence just gets shot down so quick when you don't lead from the front, you can't run your own lines because your corner speed, like, dude, I remember watching you at uh, Karambara. Didn't you rip yeah. a, a radiator off your 125 because you got so low in your turns? So if I remember that, you DNF'd that race because you ripped the radiator yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> so of the race, went for a right and just climbed a bit straight off. <laughs> your, your, you know, your turn speed's always been your thing but you can't go fast around a turn when you're three bikes deep and there's nowhere to go, right? Um, yeah, and there's people just going everywhere. Exactly. You can't flow like that. And and I don't think people take that side of things serious enough when you can't get a gate at a professional level, whether it's the bike's not fast enough, whether it's your confidence. I think one affects the other. So then... Yeah, and that, that's, it's the kind of, kind of the same concept in Supercross when you're going through the walks Yeah. the first light. Well, you, I mean, you right. saw what happened to your teammate Josh because he was in the pack. Yeah. Like, it's its yeah. a bad place to be. But the point I'm trying to get to is I haven't seen you ride like you used to like three years ago until the first lap of that heat race. And when I watched you get that whole shot, like you were scrubbing elbows down, getting flat. You were landing with your leg out. You were you were the Cody that I had seen you grow up being. You know what I mean? And Do you know, do you know what? You're probably the 10th person that said that. Okay, there you go. Like that's I come in after that heat race and they go, I haven't seen you ride like that since you're on a one two five. Yeah, and and straight up like I I was like when I seen you on that first lap I was like Cody's back you know like yeah. there and then and I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say that 
I've been saying the whole time, like, oh, you know, Cody can still do it. Like, I wasn't sure if you could still do it anymore, mate. I'm just being honest, yeah. you know, because yeah, yeah. you went from being the guy to, to where you were, like, and I'm sure I'm not the only one to tell you that. Like, it's it's been a rough few years for you. Um, oh, 100%. 100%. And to see that, to, to then seeing you, you know, you can't, you can't learn that speed. Like, you've either got that speed or you don't. And, and for you yeah. to... To, to beat guys like Justin Brayton in the main event and get a third, like that is huge. It's massive, man. Don't take it lightly yeah. either. Like, yeah, you beat Justin Brayton, but it wasn't like you didn't just you didn't just beat him. Like nah, you were you, still pulling from him with laps remaining in that race. So, uh, more to the point, let's get some starts, eh? Because we know where you can be now. So yeah, no crap. <laughs> I need to work on the starts and not doing laps, eh? <laughs> no, no, forget the laps. Forget everything. Just fry some clutches. Just call Scotty Brewster and say, look, Scott, you know, I need three clutches sent four. down this week. Four. Four clutches. And, uh, well, I know the bike's going to New Zealand because that's your only bike you got now, isn't it? Well, I got, an, I got a new one, but it's like, I'm not in a position where I can financially put engine work and stuff into it. So um, this bike I've had since, motocross and it's got a bit of engine like minimal engine work done to it stock exhaust pipe and stuff like that but like it's, it's a bit better than the stock so so anyone hating on the rm army yeah i was gonna say proves that suzuki ain't slow yeah and whoever's hating on it just, it just pulled a whole show against factory bike so it did yeah and i mean and look the sp motorsports program like the you know scotty brewster you guys you get help from suzuki but it's 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 a support team. Like you guys aren't a factory backed, massive funded program. Like Scotty helps everyone out the best he can. And, yeah, and 100%. You, you know, you, you got your own deals going on with, um, you know, the Suzuki dealership down at, I think it's Vern Graham, right. In uh, yeah, yeah. in Gippsland and man, it's just a feel good story. So I, I really was pumped to see that. And, and like I said, I think, I hope it gives you a lot of confidence that, you know, you can keep that moving. Um, I, I wouldn't be a hundred percent. I wouldn't be putting pressure on yourself to think you got to go out and kill it in New Zealand, but you know, it's, it's a good, it's good to see you still got it, man. That's all I'm saying. And, um, yeah. you know, it, it, I guess this is kind of your opportunity. If you want to give the the listeners and, and the, the industry a bit of an insight into what you've had going on the last couple of years, like you're more than welcome to do that now if you want to, or if you don't like either way, it's yeah, up to yeah. you. Yeah. Like, I mean, after I'm in my names, I thought I was like, after winning the motocross title, I thought I was going to be able to get on like the circuit program and stuff like that. But um, certain things happened, I guess. And lucky enough, Empire Motorsport picked me up um, kind of last minute after like I hurt myself at the first round of Supercross in under 19. So um, I was off the bike for a bit, and they approached me. But then I guess after that, uh, after I crashed, it was a bit of a like. Confidence down, or so. Like I went into motocross, and I didn't really know where I stood. Um, and then I get it took me like three quarters of the year to be able to get into a decent groove. I guess just um, I don't know. I was like, I, I don't think I was believing in myself at all, and like I'd get a good result, and I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm not really satisfied with it. But in those positions, you've got to be satisfied with the result because you got to think of it like I'm this only my third year in seniors from juniors and I'm in the four fifty class already and so, last year yeah, how old straight into a lot. How old are you now? Just turned nineteen. Nineteen. So I mean you could have still been in under nineteen still this year, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's that double edged sword, isn't it, where you go, 
maybe you should have stayed in MXD another season or or even two. I don't know. I mean, it's great what you achieved last on the weekend, but man, it's been rough for yeah. you before that. Uh, uh, I've I've thought about it countless times, but that's in the past, and I can only make the future what what I can make it, and that's what I've been thinking about. Like since. I got on the four fifty years just I'm taking it with both hands and trying to make the best of every opportunity that I have and on the weekend it showed I went up there by myself and drove there and in my car and turned up and um you know, changed some tires and air filter and went out on the track and just had, had fun. <laughs> like and that, that, that's so that's so awesome that you can uh yeah, full privateer effort with you know, with the, the support you guys get from S B and that and uh it goes to show kids if you're listening, like, don't give up because um uh, you know, I hate to say it, probably a lot of the industry had written you off, Cody. And, uh, oh, 100%. I feel that way too. Yeah, it's perspective, I guess. You're just 19 now. And I think it's, yeah. it's just so much pressure on you guys at a young age to, you don't know how to deal with those expectations and that pressure that if you're not winning, you can't really speak out and just say, oh, I was injured or people think it's an excuse. You don't want to show weakness or whatever. I don't know, mate. But, um, yeah, that, that's the thing about, like, in this industry, uh, I, like, I no other way to say it, but there's always a, someone else waiting. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so, you have to kind of be producing the results, otherwise there's always someone else that's next in line, I guess, and that's where that's where I struggle to see it. But, like, I've been doing it, like, with SB Motorsports and, the whole crew there, the vibe's awesome. Every weekend, we're just um, everyone's always happy. We're all mates there, and we all have a good time every weekend. So that um, there's probably one more thing I want to bring up, and and um, you know we'll keep it real. Like I, you know, I'm not going to sugar, yeah. sugarcoat it. Like you're a bigger dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred like, percent. You're a big boy. What like yeah. and I think that probably wouldn't have helped in the MX2. You know, with um, with the starts and everything, and yeah. you know. <sighs> There's the rumors in the pits that you don't train and, and you're not in shape. But, man, what Supercross is the most demanding sport in the world, in my opinion, and you went through three 10-lap mains and a heat race with a max heart rate, and you didn't fade one bit. So, no, I, I come in after that last one, and I was still ready to go. Yeah, and, I mean, you were probably running on adrenaline at one point. but um, I seen you after that second moto or after the second race, and, man, you didn't even look tired after that. No, no. So no, that's that's what I mean. There's like everyone can think what they want to think. If they want to come down to Canberra, they can come down and watch me train. Like, yeah. like everyone, everyone can think what they want to think. I've always been a big kid. You guys know that. And, and in the nineties, I, I was the same weight as what I was on a one two five in two thousand sixteen. Um, same weight as what I was on MX two. Like, yeah. But I think that. that Here's the thing: when when if you had gone from MXD to MX2 and been on the podium, and you were the same size you are, it wouldn't. No one have even said yeah. anything, right? Yeah. But because yeah. you weren't doing what you did the year before, people start looking for a reason why. The media, yeah. we all, you know, we do it all the time on the podcast. Like we talk, try to find why didn't Brayton win on the weekend, and we'll say some theories, yeah. and it's completely out to lunch and wrong. But unfortunately, when you're the guy that's won everything his whole career, and then he stops winning, people are going to go, "Well, maybe that's the reason." And um, and uh, it's it's a, it's always the first thing that comes to mind because I'm being a kid. Yeah, yeah, I think you're like, right. And it, it it's always been the same way, but like just I know what I'm doing, and obviously it's kind of working a little bit. Like results prove it, but um, I'd say it's working more than a little bit. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 I hate being, I hate standing up myself. So I'll try and keep level headed. No, nah, um, no, nah, you got look, man. At the end of the day, this is, and this is what I like about this show. This is like a bit of a soundboard for the industry. So if you want to set things straight, like you say what you got to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I mean, to- sorry, I was just gonna say. I mean, we we all here believe in you, Cody, and I mean, you've obviously gone out and done a good job. So keep doing what you're doing, man, because uh, obviously, you know, this weekend it, it showed your true colours and where we know you could, where we know you can be. You should know be. What I mean? should, be. should be. So, so. Yeah, that's exactly right. It showed, like, yeah. prove to me that, prove to me that I know now that I can run up, like, I knew that I could run up with them, but I needed the result to prove that I can run with them, so. No, that's good um, and And that's what I've proved and, like, I just keep going through the motions, going to the gym and working and stuff like that, so. We're all stoked trying to, for you as trying well, to get so. it right in. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, hey, guys, Cody Dice um, being brought to you by Recoverate here on the uh, AMX Australian Supercross Show. And um, Cody, thanks for taking out the time to talk to us. I'm sure that uh, your phone's been on absolute meltdown since the weekend. So um, yeah, yeah, we hate to be one more person jumping on the bandwagon, but um, nah, that's all good. That's all good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, enjoy it, mate. When are you leaving for New Zealand? Friday. Yeah, there you go. So you got a week of work before you leave. Oh, uh, you know it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know it. You know it. You're on that James Allen program right now, aren't you? Doing the whole water tank business. No, I'm on a new job. Um, oh, you got a new job now. From Kitchen Thailand. So. Oh, okay. Probably a little less physical. Yeah, yeah oh, it's a bit physical, but a lot less phys- physical than building friggin' water tanks. <laughs> All right, mate, we'll trying to get a ride in. Try not to work too hard this week, and um, good luck in New Zealand. We hope to see you up front again, mate. Nah, thanks, guys. Thanks for letting me on. No worries, man. All right, we'll catch you soon. All right, see you. See you, buddy. All right, guys, Cody Dice there, SB Motorsports rider being brought to you uh, by Recoverate. And, uh, man, that is, um, like I said, I hate to be like, oh, we knew you could do it, Cody, like another one of those guys. Like, I was straight up. I've said it on the podcast and in the, in the, in, in the industry, like, I wasn't sure what was going on with him. I didn't know if he was going to get it back. But for those of you that never saw Cody ride a one two five as a junior, like he was a bad dude. It was so fast. It was ridiculous how fast he was. What a feel good story though, really. Like it's so sick to see stuff like that in the sport. And and what a night for like Cloudy got the win in front of the hometown crowd. Like Tierney got the win. Cody may as well have won with that performance. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um but let's talk about, so again, one more time. Good job, Cody. That was freaking cool. And uh, we hope to see you do more of it. So, um, so Cloudy, 2-1-1. Um, no one touched him this weekend. No, nah, like I said, he didn't get the start, but caught Brayton in Moto 1. But Moto 2 and 3, yeah. like it was, can you stop looking at that on the computer? Dude, what are you talking about? It is very distracting. Maybe don't look then. <laughs> stop facing it to me. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how you can look at that. You're unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> might as well have Duran back in here. Yeah, might as well. Anyway, um, clout. <laughs> yeah, clout, clout. So we, he had the hometown fans. Like every, every, every before every gate drop at the main events, so I'd be like, you know, Wollongong, he can hear you. Before like the bikes would start up, I'd be like, you know, get behind you guy, Luke Cloud, make some noise, and like everyone would just go crazy, just go crazy, so sick, and. That has to G you up as a rider. Yeah. Because that's what sure. I said. I'm like, if you get loud and get behind him, he's going to. It has it. to. Like, it, uh, you know when your mechanic just G's you up and he's going crazy and you're just like, shit, yeah. Like, yeah, yes, let's do let's this. Go. Yeah, yeah. But imagine like the whole crowd. Thousands of people. They're just shouting for you. 
the hometown kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then going out and winning the event. It, it meant a lot to him. It meant a lot to the, the fan club he had there. And it was the, the Yamaha sponsored the event. They had yeah. a whole, I reckon there'd have been 500 Yamaha people in this little section of the, the stands. It was, they all had blue jerseys on, like uh, t shirts, like yeah, blue. Yeah, yeah. They had a big go Yamaha thing. And, and yeah. in opening ceremonies, we had CDI Yamaha come out. And it was like, if there was a night for him to do that, that, it was yeah. the hometown race. Yamaha sponsored it. Yamaha were there. Went, yeah. Like, you name it. And he went out. They and went out and killed it. it, you know? Dude, there would have been so many beers getting drank. There was a lot of beers. There was a lot of beers. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for the, that. The Cloudy <laughs> fan club was um, going quite loud. That's so sick. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, Reardon, super solid as well. Brighton, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Metcalf was there, but not quite. You know, Medi went... Uh, fourth, six, five for fifth overall. And I hate to say it, but at this point, it's like Reardon, Clout, Brayton. That's it. And then yep. Josh Hill is now in that elite group. Dude, you, can you stop? Dude, <laughs> I choked on my water earlier and it has just been killing me. So they're in that elite four and then it seems like Metcalf is, and he's just walked out. So it's me and you. Would you agree, Donnell? Like, yeah, I think like Medi those, was those there, three but... Really- those three have really set themselves apart now. Yeah. Uh, you throw Hill into the mix, who can mix it up with them. Medi can, it's either he can be there or he's not. Like it's, he's sort of that best of the rest. Yeah, I'd say that. Like fifth overall's not where he belongs, but at this point it looks like where yeah, he's at. Of, I, I wouldn't quite put him into like the rest, but I think maybe bubble. if he didn't have that big crash at Adelaide and got some confidence and, and that, but kind of call me out for lunch on this but i genuinely think that metcalf's more of an outdoor rider like i just whenever he, he coming into the season i didn't see him as someone that i'd be like oh he's gonna win he had a lot of ama supercross experience though yeah he did but i still do, i don't know i just think he's more of an outdoor guy yeah i don't know i mean it's it's tough you know maybe like i said he's had a rough year it's not like he's oh, had anything to build no. on so. no doubting that dylan long goes six overall for uh seven eight seven long he was Better night for Longy. What's that? Better night? Yeah, like he was quiet but well, you know, like six overalls. Do you think that he's going to get progressively better at the end of the season like he might? Like he, he did in motocross. So and he does usually in supercross. He's normally that guy that starts slower and gets better. So, yeah, yeah I wouldn't be surprised by OzX if he's a, a like a fifth or a sixth place guy at OzX, you know, when there's all those. That's a big call. It might be. I don't know. In a moto at least. Yeah. You know, Dice gets seventh overall. Unfortunately, he got a big cleaned out or something in the finals. You remember what happened? No. You should have no. asked him. Should have. It didn't matter anyway. He still had a sick night for seventh overall. Bopo went eighth, nine, seven, ten. I thought Bopo, Bopo came, was... He came through the LCQ too, Bopo. He did, yeah, that's right. I thought he was out of the season for some reason. No, 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 he's still there. Yeah. Uh, he was on the pitch show we did on Saturday and I asked him about next year and he said his health is still... Not there. He they basically... Can't out, they can't find out what's wrong with He's him, like, basically. I've spent all my money trying to figure out what's wrong with my body and I can't. So at this point, I'm just going to run it. And he's like, if it gets better for next year, I'll be back. But if it doesn't, I won't. Yeah, that sucks. Um, Todd Waters went 12-11-6 for ninth overall. Henry Miller went um, 6-DNF-8 for 10th overall. Miller was going pretty fast. You know, he used the import... Um, for the race line team on the 450 ride. Yeah. He um he used to ride for Storm Lake Honda when I used to be on it. Yeah, you'd have been around him over there, right? Yeah, yeah. He was like a little bit older. He went to... he Because he he's based out of club, right? He is now, yeah. 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 So the Osby connections what got him over. Like, yeah. race line had a, a spot available for the 450 and 
you know, they've decided to fill it for the last few rounds, so they, they, they brought Miller over. And again, dude, again, with the, the Facebook comments, oh, bring American writers over. Oh, you know, there's, there's a handful. Like, I legit saw comments during the week. I'm just going to go on a little tangent here. Do it. It was talking about American writers coming over, and then some junior parents got on the comments and were saying that it's, it's bullshit that kids can't go to the 450 class at MX Nationals in the first year, that they have to go to MXD. And, and their parents was going, you know, it's a money grab and, you know, they should be able to go straight to MX1 and blow, it's hurting the sport. <laughs> it's like, do you have any comprehension of what it takes to run top 10 in 450 Supercross? Yeah. Like they go, oh, give the ride to a privateer like Cody. Cody's contracted to Suzuki. Who are you going to give the ride to? Yeah. Seriously. All the privateers that are are going to get in that top 10, top 15. They've already got deals sorted with, you know, whether it be private sponsorship or yeah, through their local like shop. Like money, they're not going to burn people. They've got money deals in place. Like they've got two or three bikes from manufacturer. They've got gear. They've got parts. Because it's all well and good for them to fill in for three rounds, but you don't want to burn a sponsor for when you don't have that fill-in ride for next year. Yeah, you're going to go, oh, hey, Raceline give me a ride for three races. Probably not going to get signed for next year. I'm going to burn the last five years of relationships I've got with an importer, with a manufacturer for that ride. No, you're not going to do it. So people educate yourselves if you're making these comments because number one, your kid can't go ride a 450 Supercross if he's just got out of juniors unless he is a Chad Reed, which happens once every 10 years. But dude, for and Have you seen anyone in the last 10 years, but like well, last 20 years, you know, it was 252 strokes back in the day. Like y- your kid is not going to get that ride. He's not ready. And if you just stop complaining about the American guys Probably coming, never over. even ridden a 450 ever, and to go and f- freaking ride on a supercross track on a 450, you have to be insane if you've never. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. just doesn't even make it, sense. It doesn't happen. Like you were a professional rider for years in the states as I, an amateur. I rode a 350, and you rode a 350. You would if if Raceline had, they offered you the 250 ride last mm. year. If yeah, they'd they have offered you the 450 ride, you'd have gone no, no, no thank you. Yeah. I'm not ready. No, 100. percent you know? I didn't even ride a 450. I had the opportunity to, but I rode a 350 because it's like, dude, 450s are gnarly. Yeah. They are weapons of bikes. And if you're not ready to hop on one of those things, it's just a recipe for disaster, I say. It is, man. It is. What time is it? Um, oh, well, we're definitely late on calling Duncan, but that's all good. We'll call him in a minute. Um, yeah, so anyway, man, I'm, I'm just sick of the negativity on the internet. So I'm going to say it to people again. Um, if you have an urge to comment something... Probably just don't because buy a ticket unless it's positive it. and you're like, damn, yeah. hell yeah, how like so you know, you know what? Like, hey, an Aussie ride didn't get that ride, but his mechanic is an Aussie. Yeah, yeah. The the whole industry that's based around him is Australian, and it's only going to make the Australians go faster well, and ride better. For all you all you guys that are, are talking shit on the Americans coming over, an American just got the red plate in SX two, and we have two Aussies that are a few points out of the red plate in SX one. Yeah, yeah. Aussie just won SX1 on the weekend. And you know what? Luke Clout would not be going as fast as he is now if Justin Brayton hadn't ridden Supercross here for the last three years. No, I agree. I actually agree with that. That's sure. true. Yeah. So, you know what? Like like I said, I got guys I coach in SX2. Would they be making mains if the Americans weren't here? Yes. But it's not going to make them better riders. So, anyway, that's my rant. Stop complaining. So, uh, I'm getting over it. <laughs> here, I've got a question for Moving you. Moving on. Moving on. Jackson Richardson... Uh, 20th yeah okay so yeah. I can answer that for you Jats man he's had a rough, a rough, rough year. year Jats got unloaded through the whoop section and that was 
pretty nasty in that first main for the 450s. Yeah, and he that was not good. To rewind, I spoke to him on Saturday morning or maybe Friday afternoon, I can't remember, and I said, how's the foot? I said, you know, I didn't realize it was so bad, so I seen the photos. That thing's tweaked. Yeah, and he said, look, it, you know, Adelaide was basically, I think he said it was just hell. He said it was awful, um, but he's toughing out and hats off to him. But he's, I just think when the season starts that way and – it's so hard to rebound from. And then, um, I, I don't know, man. Like I said, I stood by the whoops most of the day and he looked committed in the whoops. I just don't know. I don't know what happened in the crash. I didn't see it. I saw the end of it. But he, he, he was missing a whoop here and there, sort of every other lap. It, I don't know. It just seemed like his commitment was was there, but he just wasn't quite executing it right. I don't know, man. But it was, If anyone, like people who were at the event will know and will have seen it. But it, to, for everyone at home, there's a reason that he got 20th with the DNF there because that was a really, really bad crash. That well, his a, bike was as written off as it was at Brisbane. and It was bad. you got to feel for him because, like, he's winning on Instagram <laughs> as oh, far as – Content like, creator he, of the year. He kills it and he's got good sponsors and I, I love his program. And, and he's, he's a, a good guy. He's a good dude. Yeah. But it's not working for him on the track and I think – that frustration might be shown in the crashes. I don't know. That's another one for the people on social media. Everyone's, I think 99% of people are loving what he's doing. And for that 1% that's saying maybe he should focus on his riding less than his social media, two things. He's putting the work in at the track during the week. Yeah. Two, what he does on social media is the, way, is the reason why he's got the well, sponsors Hands that down, he's got. yeah. That, and that's, look, the, 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 the podcast I did with AME, like we talked about Jackson Richardson a lot and you'll hear that soon. And, and his business model is it's based around content. It's based around exposure. Like the racing is a platform for him to make money. Like he's not making money from the racing. Mm. You know, it's the platform for him to have sponsors. Same as Dan Reardon. Like, yeah, Dan makes, I'd say he makes a decent income. And yeah, he's getting on the podium right now and he's signing on with CDR. Like it's all working well. But without the results, he still has paying sponsors because of the, the racing platform. Yeah. So that's the program that Richardson's running with the moment. Man, I hope he can have some good results before the end of the dude, year. Dude, I like the guy as well, and I yeah. hope he does too. He's a good dude. So Grady, so Grady Featherstone, by the way, last yeah. one, flew from Europe. Did, did he went back and raced? Yes. Yeah. Insane. That's ridiculous. Like, dude, that's a long-ass flight. Came all the way back, raced, and what did he get? 16, 19, 19. Yeah, well, there, there, was, uh, there was some explanation about what happened there. So the, the word was that he uh, got into it. Dobson and him got into it. Mm. And I think, I think Grady's bike got damaged in the crash. And then there was some, some altercations in the pits. We're not going to go into it, but um, there was a bit of drama going on. That's all I'll say. There was beef. There was beef. Um, so, yeah. That's pretty cool. Not really. <laughs> not, uh, not, not cool. Not but I don't know. I'm not going to go into it, but um, yeah, there was, it made the night interesting, let's put it that way. So, um, you know, Do- where did, did Dobson, where did he end up the rest of the night? He ended up uh, 14th overall with a 17th, a fi- 15th and a 9th, 41 points. That's the championship. Okay. And So let me see that. He's so sitting, yeah. Dobson went 17, 15. Yeah, Dobson kind of looked off all day and night too, to be honest with you. Finished 10th overall now in the uh, standings. Tough man, it's tough. I mean, we, we see the privateers have these standout rounds, but it's uh, just speaking on privateers and standouts. Uh, Jesse Madden made super pole, dude. Madden, how did I forget about that? Going fast, too. Jesse, shout out to Jesse Madden because he got a start in that heat race and it was on 
again, one of those guys. Like it was just one of those nights. It was. There was there was something in the air that night. If you had a ticket and you were in the stands at Wollongong, you got your money's worth. Yeah, no doubt. So and man, like it was such a cool event. Like I, like say, I said, say what you, the people on social media can say what they want. That event was cool. If you were there, you know what it was like. Like it was stressful work in that event with the schedule change, but hands down the coolest Supercross I've ever been to. And as far as being a part of the event, commentating, one of the best events I've ever done. So there you have it. But anyway, that's pretty much SX1. You want to talk about anything else? Oh, I'd like to say a quick thing. Uh, shout out to everyone that's living in uh, New South Wales at the moment and Queensland. Uh, I know everyone's going through a bit of a tough time with the fires and I hope that everyone's safe and sound and our prayers are with you from the Australian Supercross AMX uh, podcast. Straight up. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's rough out there right now, so we hope you guys are all safe. and um, Yeah, shout out because, man... It's uh, it's not easy and it's a tough time in Australia right now. So all the best for tomorrow. I know apparently it's supposed to be getting a, a little bit worse uh, up in that area. So uh, yeah, if anyone wants to come down to Victoria, you know we'll find you a home. We'll have you if anyone. Yeah, straight up. We so, hope everyone's safe and yeah. Don't everyone listen. Don't take that lightly. Like they are doing it tough for anyone that was living in Vic ten years ago when we had Black Saturday. You know what it's like. So mm. you know we we are supporting you guys and keep your chins up and keep fighting. All right, well, with that being said, let's get uh, Duncan on the phone. Duncan Howe, he is the Fly Racing brand manager under McLeod's Accessories. And um, Duncan has been a big part of what we've been doing this year with the, uh, obviously, the AMX Australian Supercross show, our presenting sponsor, getting us to the rounds and making all this happen. So uh, I think he's on the phone right now. Duncan, thanks for coming on, mate. How you doing? Yeah, good, thanks, Joe. How are you, mate? Good, mate. I guess we'd say, you know, normally we say the guests are bought to you by AMX and Fly Racing, but... We're bought to you, you by... We're bought to you by you. So, uh, yeah, thanks for that. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thank <laughs> you. No, all good. It's a little bit weird, but no, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Donnell's here, so you know stuff's getting a bit weird, but... Um, so, hey, Duncan, thought sure. it would just be, uh, you know, good to get you on the show. We've had a few rounds now, and... Um, you know, obviously, I think we'll start off with, we've been talking a lot this year about the business model of the sport with Supercross and, and sponsors and where things are going. And obviously, you know, Fly Racing, M2R, the McLeods brands, um, are, are you still in Sydney or where? Yeah, I'm still in Sydney, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you in the, um, was it? Campbelltown. Campbelltown or? No, no, I'm in uh, Liverpool. Oh, okay. I was going to say, sounds yeah. like you might be. What's that street in Sydney that's renowned for King's the Kings Cross. Cross? Yeah, are you in the Cross? Or? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no. Way clearer that, mate. Way clearer that. that. Too old yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, Too old for that now. Yeah. You know, obviously, Fly Racing and M2R, we'll get back onto it, being involved in the series. Like, what um, what does that look like, uh, you know, for you guys supporting the series and, and uh, you know, as a, a brand invested in in the industry and 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 sponsoring supporting it trying to draw exposure from that you know how how's it been going for you guys yeah really good um we've um when we have the opportunity to to come on board with troy bayless and and um it's been really good for us we've done a lot of activity around the supercross with marketing and and um activation at the events um helping you guys out as well so it's, it's kind of a whole package um, our dealer networks is getting behind the brand more as well, so it's you know it's going really good. Like we're really happy with with how the brand's going. Uh, we've got good growth in Australia and, and certainly overseas as well. You guys would be aware of <clears throat> how well it's going in the US with you know sponsoring the Monster Energy Supercross. Um, we've got a lot of you know a lot of big riders in the brand, 
So, yeah, it's going good. We're really happy. Really happy. Yeah, it's because uh, obviously you know you're a part of of the series as a sponsor. You also sponsor one of the biggest teams in the, in the pits with the uh, Penrite Factory Honda Racing Team, and and you know obviously that's a great um, platform for you guys to promote your new products. Uh, you know to the to the industry and to the fans and the people that are going to buy the gear. So you know maybe you've been partnered with Ureve and his team for a while now. So you know talk about that uh, relationship as well a little bit. Yeah, it's it's um, been going for quite a few years now. It's um, you know ongoing. We have it. I say we have a really good relationship with Ureve and Honda. Um, it's it's kind of if you can imagine, it's, it's a part of the package. It's you know you've got to be involved with the team. You need to be involved with the events, um, with our dealer network. So it's, it's big package. It's it's all come together really well at the moment. If you, all the planets are aligned, if you wish, um, you know the brand's doing big things in the US. We've got a fantastic design team over there. Um, you know they're marketing Australia being so heavily influenced by the US it, it certainly flows through for, for what they're doing over there into here so yeah I think yeah. it's a good it's, um, a good platform for you guys to build off over here with such a strong program in the states um, so I guess I've, I've got a question where you know a lot of people um, they want to be involved in the industry you know Duncan they, they want a job within the industry and I don't think a lot of people understand what that entails so like for yourself you know your brand manager at Fly Racing and you, you know, you're pretty involved with everything McLeod's um, accessories operated that obviously imports fly racing. So, you know, right now it's Monday yeah. night. I think you guys are on the road before the Wollongong Supercross going to dealers and your new, you know, the new AMX store and everything. You're still yep. in the Sydney area now. So, like, what what does your job role really entail? It, for me, it, pretty much anything fly is, is me in Australia. So I deal with all of the ordering of the product, um, all the marketing. Um, we, we obviously have a sales team out on the road. We've got, I think, 18 um, account managers on the road visiting the dealers, you know, on a daily basis. So I get involved with that um, as well. So it's, it's a lot of travel and a lot of work. You know, we've, we're still in 2019 and I've already done production orders for 2021. Wow. So we're sort of, <laughs> you're a long way ahead of yourself. Um, it gets a little bit confusing at times with what year you're in. Yeah, but, that must get um, exhausting having a plan so far ahead. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's good when you get it right, but if you get a colour wrong, it's um, <laughs> yeah. not quite so good. But, you know, it, it's, it's, the brand's really strong at the moment and it seems like most things we touch are turned to gold at the moment, so it's, it's really, really good. That's but, you know, it, it's just a lot of work, you know, a lot of travel and, and um, a lot of long hours, but it, it's worth it, you know. No, it's uh, it's cool, and you know I've really got to um, you know thank you guys and and you personally, obviously for for backing the the show with Supercross to you know allowing us to get to the to the rounds and um, and do the pit shows. Like the it took us a couple rounds, Duncan, but I think the pit show that we did at uh, at Wollongong on the weekend that was what we'd been looking for, and and man, that was a really cool little um, addition to the sh- to the to the event, really, which is what I was really proud of. No, hundred percent, mate. It's um yeah, we, we're all in at McLeod, as I said. We, we're, um, I mean, we all ride, mate. We've all got dirt bikes, and we, we love it. So when the, the opportunity to, to be involved and get out there and, you know, help help even for our our um, privateer program and stuff, you know, like we're, we're full into it. It's, it's awesome. Um, one thing I was going to bring up is uh, I've got a, um, Andy Dinicole, who co-hosts the show. He was a fly athlete in the States for um, – a long time as an amateur. How many years were you a fly, Andy? Yeah, uh, g'day, Duncan. 
I've hey, been, man, how are you? Yeah, great. I was a um, yeah Western Power Sports, which is the um, provider for Fly over there. I was riding for them for about four four years over there. So um, yeah, I can't really say a bad word about the product. I actually I love it, and I still wear it to this day. That's um, why I actually um, yeah I spoke to you earlier in the year as well. So, so you were the the Mill yeah. Creek 2018 uh, AMA champion. Yeah, wearing Fly Racing. Fly Racing. Yeah, two two exactly. Yeah. Three, Two years in a row. Yeah, there you go. Two years. Awesome. We had yeah. big plans for him, mate, but he's, he's kind of, he's yeah. plated off a bit already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you guys hooked <laughs> him up when he got back and then I know. and then he retired. I retired. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. <laughs> That's right, though. I'll still wear the gear. I love it. So <laughs> Yeah, that, that, appreciate it. Yeah. No, I, got nothing. I, thought Don, I thought Donnell was going to ask you a question, but he's, I think he's still a bit hazy from the weekend. Oh, I don't blame him the same way myself. Did you go out Saturday night? Um, maybe. <laughs> I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny that. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to name names no. of who was out on Saturday night. Yeah. I, I, no. no I, it, it was it was a bigger than normal weekend because the the expo was. Um, oh, that's right. You guys it, so. did the expo Sunday as well with the AMX then. Yeah. 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 So it was it was a it was a big weekend. It was a big weekend. Yeah, I, I had a few so. uh, few Jack and Cokes on Friday afternoon when we were at the hotel with you, but that's as uh, as far as I went with it. I'm I'm no good with that. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that was a that was a good choice, mate. It was a good choice. Yeah, but um, so. so obviously, uh, you know, we've got some some cool news figured out for Ozx Open that we're going to be able to do a, another pitch show um, for Ozx with the uh, the AMX and the Castrol um, activation that you guys have got going on there in the pits. So I'm looking forward to that. Yep, that'll be that'll be um, really good. We'll be obviously a little bit better again, I would imagine. We've you know got some big plans for there. We should have some um, a few outside of the motorcycle industry guests. So yeah, I'm looking forward um, to that. Some of you should be really good. Uh, you know, we, we won't name good. the guests just name the guests just yet. But obviously, Castro has a big reach with the V8s and everything. So um, yeah, yeah, they have a, a massive reach, mate, in in Australia and globally. So. And They're another another big part of our program. I yeah. really I really want to live stream that one too. We, we, I've got to figure that one out for this event. So we're coming with LZX. So just a, uh, another relation with that between uh, AMX and Castrol at the moment. We're running a promo for um, if you buy a Castrol product and sign up to our VIP program, we are giving away some double passes to Ozx Open in Marvel Stadium. So thank there you, you go. for helping with that as well, Duncan. So. Yep, cheers, mate. Man, AMX giving away tickets, they're giving away bikes. We're giving away tickets, we're giving away 10% on gear, uh, just if you use our Inside Dirt promo code, so. Um, we're also, Duncan, we're thinking of doing maybe the week of OzX. we're going to do the show maybe from an AMX store. Well, I need to talk I need to talk about a few things, I'll try and give you a call tomorrow, <laughs> but. Yeah, 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 don't worry at yeah, all, mate. Yeah, no we'll just do it on the yeah. air in, in front of all the listeners, but um, <laughs> we won't talk <laughs> We won't talk the business side of it on the air, but yeah, I think that'd be nah. a cool thing to do too, to, you know, to finish up yeah. the year because, um, you know, AMX, McLeod's Fly, you guys have been great sponsors for us uh, for Supercross, yeah. so it'd be good to um, do some more activations and give back. So Duncan, yeah, uh, sure. if anyone out there who's listening to the podcast, if they need to get some new gear, what should they get? <laughs> uh, depends what you're, what sort of riding you do. If you're, you're into the, the moto scene, the now light hydrogen line is is probably the best way to go. Should you it's get the new uh, fit. coral uh, black and blue? Ah, man, if you don't, you, man, you, if you don't, yeah, yeah. we just wear that, right? 
if you can get it, man. <laughs> correct. That yeah, stuff's correct. running out the door. But Andy's trying to get back on the fly payroll, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it, it, that, that gear's undefeated in Australia so far, so you can't really go wrong with that. Exactly. That's true. Um, That's true. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, I think I saw the other day the new off-road fly gear just dropped. I can't remember the name of the range. Patrol range. Yeah, yeah. the patrol range. There you Pat- go. Patrol range. Yeah, yeah. We've just landed that as well. Um, the, and the new jackets, obviously, the wrong time of year for the, the uh, jackets, but because um, we're out of sync with the US with the with the seasons, we, we land um, winter stuff in summer, so it's a little bit difficult, but it'll be um, – you know, the three or four months, it'll be good to go. Mind you, those patrol jerseys for this time of year, they've got some big venting down the side of them. So, you know, that's for this time of year, I think they're a really, really good jersey to be. Yeah, in. definitely with summer Absolutely, coming. Absolutely, yeah. Getting out yeah, on yeah, the trail yeah. rides and everything. So, you offer guys over boot pants with pockets in them, in boot pants with pockets in them, like that yeah. patrol range. I don't think good. people, are, yeah, Fly have got a massive range. I think people are maybe not quite aware of, and he's just on the website right now. I'm looking at a set of, um, not like work boots, like casual boots look pretty nice too. Yeah, it's it's a pretty big range. Like we've introduced um, a couple of new lines this year. Uh, one of them being the mountain bike range. It's uh, and actually the BMX range. It's it's quite big in the US, and we've introduced it this year. It's been going really well. And uh, talk, um, talk about the helmet too. The new fly helmet. I hear so much about that. Yeah, we launched the um, the new formula helmet. Was launched in February in the US, uh, and just took off like a rocket ship and we've landed it now that the 2020 graphics uh, about a month ago um it's gone really well it's it's kind of a well we like to think it's the best helmet on the market at the moment but it's it's got a lot of new technology in it um all the listeners they should you know jump online and, and have a good look at it it's got a lot of cool features i saw most of them probably listen to um the the um Pulp MX show in the US with Jason Thomas and Mathis. They they really rate the helmet. Yeah, they do. They um, do. I'm not going to lie. And it's funny because I guess people draw a few similarities to us with the Pulp show. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm a big fan of it. And it's definitely yeah. influenced what we do here with the event coverage shows and everything. And and then we ended up getting sponsored by Fly Racing and you guys with AMX. And, <laughs> and they are too. So I was like, oh, man, this is getting really. But you know what? Yeah. As a brand, you guys are investing in the industry and supporting us. So it goes to show like, but yeah. On the Pulp Show, you know a lot of a lot of positive feedback from from the, everybody in the states talking about that new helmet. So now, correct me uh, if I'm wrong, Duncan, but the mm-hmm. new Rayon technology in those Fly Formula helmets is that an Australian product? Was that developed? Nah. In Australia? No, it wasn't. Oh, no, the, no, the Rayon <laughs> was. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> sorry, mate, you're close. The, 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 the Rayon was the, the Rion was um, developed uh, in London by Rayon Labs. Um, the what you're thinking of the cone head, the cone head um, EPS is the the middle liner of the helmet. That's actually designed by Don Morgan. He's an Australian guy. See, I'm um, not that far. Yeah, something. Nah, you you're on the right path, mate, for sure. Some sort of accuracy um, there, which is rare for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah, man. no, the um, no, it was it was it was awesome when um, when Fly US. Uh, reached out and, and got that technology from Australia, so it kind of makes us feel, you know, like a, a real part of the, the prize, you know. So it's really, really good. That's cool. It's it's good to see that, you know, I think you guys obviously you have a privateer program. I know Fly in the States are big with supporting privateers as well, and it's, um, you know, even through to, you know, Brad West on the, the Junior 250s at the, at the you know, at the uh, Geelong Supercross, like 
obviously a McLeod's and a fly racing supported, uh, you know, amateur rider. And, um, you know, it's, it's good to see, uh, as a big, a big giant in the industry, so to speak with, with the corporate side of, of the, the brand you guys are giving back, which is really cool to see. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. It's, I mean, juniors, the junior riders are our future. So it, it's good to, to be involved with that and, and help the guys out. You know, it's, Sometimes you lose them when they progress to seniors and, and onto teams that are, you know, got team deals. But you know, that's, that's all a part of it. We got to respect that and do what we can where we can. That's it, mate. You guys are doing it for the right reasons. Um, but, so you got Latimer's, uh, yeah, Latimer's. Yeah, they're they're um, well, they were they were part of the the Honda program a couple of years ago, and um, they moved away and and into the Yamaha brand. Um, so, man, we we're happy to continue to support them. You know, they're good guys and. They got all the races. They represent well. Uh, yeah, so it's you know we do so I say we do what we can. There was as uh, many people as we can. Yeah, I mean it was cool. Like you guys picked up Jack Simpson this year too with the, the him moving over to the Penrite Honda for the the desert racing with um, Fink and everything. Um, yeah, you know he'd been with another brand for a long time. He was actually pretty pretty stoked on on uh, on the gear. So that was cool. Um, you know I go riding with Jacko a little bit and. He was uh, surprised, I think you could say. So that was good. But um, he's known to frequent an AMX store here and there. Yeah, he, he's known to yeah. harass you for bargains <laughs> for his project builds. Um, but, yeah. Hey, Duncan, um, it's been a long show, mate. We, we, uh, we're glad to, to get you on here for a minute to talk about everything. And um, again, a massive shout out to the guys at AMX and Fly and McLeod's accessories in general for, for being behind us. We really appreciate it. And. Uh, yeah, mate. Well, um, yeah. I'd say, are you going to New Zealand? No, no, I'm having yeah. a week off. There you go. So finally get yeah. a week off yeah. and then... Uh, yeah, yeah. Or two weeks off, then we go to AusX. So, um, yeah, two weeks off and AusX is, is going to be awesome, mate. It's going to be really... I mean, the whole series has been awesome. Yeah, so well, far, the, um, let everyone know. Matters. So what's, um, what have you got going on with Castrol at, um, at AusX? What, what, uh, what can people find in the pits? Uh, we'll have a, a big activation there. Um, some bikes on display. We should have um, the four wheel um, vehicle there. <laughs> a four wheeled version <laughs> of a might have um, yeah. several cylinders. That uh... yeah, it'll it'll have <laughs> it'll have quite a few cylinders. Um, it'll be it'll be really cool. Um, yeah, we'll have a lot of giveaways and and some stuff going on at the event. So yeah, swing on by and say hi. Yeah, for sure. We'll be doing the the pitch show from there, and um, we'll we'll hype it up a little bit more close to the time, but. Uh, all right, mate. Well, hey, thanks yeah. for coming on, Duncan, and um, don't work too hard um, in Sydney. Try and stay away from the ghetto. Sounds like you might be in a... Well, we've got him on the line. What, what size helmet you wear, Joe? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in between a large and an XL. Yeah. I wear a small. <laughs> right. I, I wear a small. Take, right. take that information how you will, Duncan. Okay, okay no worries, mate. No worries. I'll, I'll I should, I should have said small. I think Darnell is, is trying to get into yeah, one I'm, of them. As soon as I... We had uh, Duncan and Bruce from Fly come in and... Man, from the get-go, I, I want one. You need a helmet that good, too, because you crash a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Hey, we're going to let you go, Duncan. Hey. But um, thanks again, and um, I'll, I'll give you a call during the week, mate. Good on you. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. All right. Cheers. See ya. All right, guys. Duncan Hale there, brand manager for Fly Racing. and um, man, I, All-round legend. I didn't really know Duncan before, um, before Supercross this season, but, man, he's a really cool dude. I'll be... So I've been with AMX for seven years now and um, we became partners with McLeod's probably coming up to three years ago. Every interaction with, well, pretty, I've 
it's not because I work for them I'm saying this, but there's a lot of good people working for that company who have the right interests or they have the sport's best interests in mind. Yeah. And Duncan's leading the charge with that, but the support that he gives back to the sport is just second to none. Well, it's rad, man. Like they sponsored the, you know, the, the Troy Bayless events with, with um, Fly and M2R and they're sponsoring OzX Open with Castrol. Like it's, it's all good stuff, man. As a corporate group, they're doing things well. They're sponsoring us. So, I mean, hey, that that is great. So, um, with that being said, we've done a two-hour show here. I didn't really intend for it to go that long tonight because I'm very tired from the weekend still. You're tired. You're tired. Look, I'm, I'm in my 30s. <laughs> you guys are young. You can send it. I had four hours sleep and I didn't even party on Saturday night. Mm. I just worked the event all day. And... Uh, I was rudely awakened by Darnell coming into the hotel at 3.30. And then I was trying to be quiet. My yeah. alarm went off at four to get him up to go to the airport. Yeah. So I'm tired. That's a wrap on the Wollongong round. Thanks for listening. The numbers have been great. Um, you know, like I said, if you're a regular listener to the midweek show and you're skipping the, the live pitch shows, there's a lot more content. There's in some there. great content in there that will get you through the week. You know, Josh Hill was on the, the one on Saturday. Heaps going on with that. So uh, go back and listen to those. Keep liking um, what we're doing. I appreciate it. Keep giving us feedback. If you don't like it, shoot me a DM. If you do like it, shoot me a DM. Keep sharing it. Um, you know, like I said, we put a lot of content out for you guys. All I ask is you try and get other listeners involved because we're trying to grow this platform. It's been a great first year, but man, it's a lot of work to do these shows and, and bring it to you guys uh, with the coverage we do. So, um, you know, keep getting your friends involved. If, if people were talking about it at the track, just tell them how to download it because somehow even in 2019, people still don't sometimes understand how to get to the podcast app on their phone and search it. So um, that's the go there. You know, keep getting involved. We really appreciate it. And, um, you know, that's really it, guys. The the podcast I did with the AME, uh, AME management promoters of the AusX Open and New Zealand Open, uh, I, I think I'm going to drop that this week maybe or I might drop it the week of AusX. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. I might drop it the week in between uh, because there's a week off, but I've just got the audio file sorted. So you'll hear that soon. That was the business of motocross. That's going to give you guys some rad insight into what's going on in the sport right now. And if you're a rider, I know a lot of young riders and and entry-level pro guys. Hell, I think some pro guys even listen to this. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? I mean- We'll have to ask him. Yeah. Maybe. But you'll learn a lot. You'll learn a lot. You're You're never too far into the game to learn about sponsorship and the business side of the sport. I tell you what, I've- from when I was riding and being involved to the business level I'm at now, I've transformed my perspective on it and I'm still learning. So yeah. education's key. And uh, hopefully we can educate some of you riders and families with that pod we did on on what it means to be sponsored and be a professional athlete. So there you have it. But hey, thanks for listening, guys. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about uh, Auckland, mm-hmm. News NZ Open. Um and yeah, that's going to be cool. It's, I think it's on live, right? Live TV? Yeah, it should be on Foxel. Yeah, so I'm going to sit on the couch and watch it, I yeah, think. me too. There will, will be, be cool. a delayed broadcast from Wollongong, I believe, as well. There will be, because I'm, I'm flying to Sydney, I think, next week to do the um, the, the voiceover for the, the TV package for Wollongong. Really? Oh, yeah. look they out. must be scraping the bottom of the uh, rail no, I think one. I think the budget was done. They were like, <laughs> we'll call Joe. <laughs> but no, I'm excited about that. So... Um, yeah, I, I, th- I don't have details yet. I know um, the Brisbane show is coming out sometime soon. And then I know we're filming the studio side of the Wollongong production, I think next week or the week after. And we'll, we'll keep you guys posted when that's going to be out on TV also. So um, might not be live TV every round, but TV four out of five rounds is pretty, pretty good. Better than nothing. 
exactly. And uh, again, for all you haters talking about the series on the internet, just stop. Hey, go away. We don't need you. But hey, from myself, um, Andy Nicole, Donnell, this is the AMX Australian Supercross Show brought to you by Recoverate. Massive shout out to the guys at Fly Racing. Um, Chris Blows, Cody Dice, Duncan Hale as guests. Thanks, everyone. And uh, we will talk to you guys in a week's time after Auckland. Peace out. Thank you. See you later, guys. Yeah.